This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd progs. This episode of the podcast, our 45th episode. Dude, that's 5 until 50. I cannot believe we've come even close to this. That means we've read 150, give or take. We are going to be at prog... This this episode of the podcast, we'll be reacting and reading, reviewing progs 128, 129, and 130. Holy hell. Because we've had a couple of extra episodes for, like, you know, movies and yeah. extended universe stuff. We also skipped some episodes because of the, the Burger King. The Burger Wars. The yes, Burger the Wars. Burger Barons. Yes. I mean, how who could forget the Burger Barons? I could because we never got to read them because of copyright problems. So Highly illegal. PK, how's your 17th playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077 going? Pretty good. Uh, I've actually been playing... Uh, uh, um, Sushima. Go to Tsushima. That's fun. And then I think I'm going to go back and finally beat Sekiro. <laughs> so it's very, been a very Japanese kick. I was going back and re- uh, listening to our old podcasts as I'm you know, uploading them, and the amount of optimism that we had for Cyberpunk, I was like, oh. I played and liked a lot of Cyberpunk. I think you could too. I think so could you. Uh, <laughs> and so can you. And so can you. Listener. It's fun to play a commando guy. You turn in with some some gun skills, some stealth skills. Mm-hmm. It's a fun build. I, I probably tortured myself too much by going just pure hacker. But long story short, let's get into Prog 128, shall hacker we? Hacker is the, like the second skill tree you take. You want to take Oh, no. Guns. Only hacker. No. Only hacker. You're going to you go die. Straight hacker. All right, let's do this. So we're going to start off with Prog 128, Battle of the Black Atlantic Part 1. The- Yes, we have a parter, two-parter. I know that's what interested you right there. Uh, but yes, it's called The Battle of the Black Atlantic. Um, this okay. prog was released September 1st, 1979. Script by John Howard, Wagner. Wagner. Uh, artist, Ron Smith, and letters by Tom Frame. Let's get into it, shall we, PK? Yeah. Uh, if you want to, because I had the wrong page fucking bookmarked. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Last time he fought, uh, you know, the... The Hunchback, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Sweeney not Frank Todd. and Sweeney Todd. Um, I want you to read the narration text up here, if you would, please. Mega City One, Criminal Code Section Fifty Nine D. A judge may enter a citizen's home to carry out routine, intensive, intensive investigation. <laughs> the citizen has no rights in this matter. <laughs> oh shit! We're starting off hard. Yeah. Um. So police state it's right. Routine. Routine intensive investigation, by the way, is a great phrase. That is... I love this that. This is some Gestapo bullshit, right? They have no say in the matter. Yeah. And our first panel has Judge Dredd, uh, like a door has been opened from the inside. We're looking mm-hmm. out of the, of the a citizen's home. It's a really uh, cool panel. How would you describe this gentleman, PK? Uh, scared shitless. He's, he's doing the, like, the thing in the cartoon where you like, chew on your fingernails. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's, got, like, he's got like a balding head... Bald on tops, uh, side hair. He's he, got like a yeah. goatee. He looks a little bit like a uh, chubby Vincent Price. Chubby Vincent Price. Okay, okay, I can see that. But Dredd is at the door, and he just says, "Good evening, citizen." Crime blitz. <laughs> I have a thousand <laughs> questions. Go, go, go for it. Crime blitz. What's a crime blitz? It's what he's doing. We're gonna find out. You can just go to someone's uh, 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 apartment, yeah. your residence. 
do they all have apartments in mega buildings? No, they're, they're much like houses. They're gigantic interiors. Yeah. You just yell, go yell crime blitz. And you can just do whatever you want. That's such a cool concept in a mega building. What if there's like ten floors of just like mansions, massive sprawling yards? Again, I still think 2077 would have been better if it was just a fucking... One mega block? One mega block. I honestly do. So, PK, our next... Uh, there's also a judge behind Judge Dredd. He can see his little helmet. Oh yes, you're absolutely right. There are uh, in our next panel. In fact, he sees entire. We see an entire team of judges, all with weird equipment and briefcases and technology and little radio packs on their back, walking into the into the room. Yeah. Judge Dredd's in the close foreground. And uh, tell me about more about this gentleman that we're uh, interviewing here, PK. Now he looks creepier. He looks less worried. He is also very very short. He reminds me of. In Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a part where you involve with like a circus, some circus people, and there's a little tiny magic man who runs around yeah. with like a little goatee and everything. Yeah, reminds me very much of that guy from Red Dead Redemption 2. Looks like Danny DeVito from uh, uh, Big Ooh. Fish. Ooh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's a good one. Dread is saying to the citizen, "Your name was selected for routine investigation by the Justice Department computer, Mister Sweet. Any breach of the law will be punished." Um, to which Mr. Sweet, kind of, you know, holding his hands up like, ah, what are you gonna ah, do, right? That's that's crime blitz. Yeah, he, he, he responds. Ah, uh, what kind of voice would he have? Um, let's is see. Is he like sleazy? Um, he is a scientist, I'll tell you this much. Uh, Go for it. I understand, Judge Dredd. The crime blitz only hurts the guilty. It is very useful for uncovering secret illegal activities and discouraging crime. <laughs> and, uh, Dredd... Turns, we have like a little tiny pop-out of Dread thinking, Who is this creep? Someone agreed with me? What? Dredd. I don't like Dread. Dread. It's like, a citizen's like, Thank you for enforcing the law. What did you do? Like, <laughs> dude. You're being too good right now. No, you no, no. There's only two kinds of people. <laughs> criminals and, and people, people who will become criminals. People who will be criminals. So now we go down to the bottom left over here. Uh, there is another... <laughs> yeah. What? Fuck. Describe what's happening here, PK. See this big buck-toothed fucking moron <laughs> in a judge's outfit. And he's a judge, yeah. Yeah. Even his, he's like, he's he's a bigger guy. Yep. He's uh, a little doughier. Even, even his eagle has like a little few extra pounds on it. It's <laughs> very true. He's wearing his judge helmet and a pair of spectacles on the front. He, you want to describe that again real quick? What's that? He's wearing his judge helmet, visor down, yep. and a pair of spectacles in front on top of the visor. So it is helmet, full covering helmet, and spectacles over top of it. Wow. Uh, our narration says, A squad of judges, specially trained to examine every aspect of a citizen's life, was hard at work. Every you, aspect of a citizen? You just go in there, Hey, what have you done less? 40 years. Oh, maybe we'll find out. Well, if you want to give this guy the nerdiest voice, please, I'd appreciate it. These accounts are all in order, Mr. Sweet. Let me see your credit statements for the past 15 years. <laughs> there you go. Um, now we have other judges. Uh, one is holding up a, a... Looks like a magazine or a book. Or a comic book, maybe? It says New Mutation on it. I think of X-Men immediately. The New Mutants. The New Mutants. That's kind of... Uh, how, had that been around yet? 1979? I don't, don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but this this other judge, who has a pretty cool little, like, little tweed mustache kind of thing going on, yeah. little curled mustache, he's saying to the citizen with Judge Dredd, close in the foreground, This is a prohibited magazine, citizen. Explain. 
To which the gentleman says, I'm a researcher at a science in at the science in the science in the science institute. Not a science. Let's not name it. You don't want to go too far. I have a permit for it. And now Dredd is talking to the guy. Uh, the guy has like a cigarette in his mouth, I think. Yeah. Or a pen. And uh, what's going on in the background here, PK? They're they're uh, oh they're they're doing the fucking like. Taking apart his whole apartment. They thing. are like, literally lifting up the floorboards. Yeah, and they're, like taking apart the top off the TV, looking inside the TV. They're really going through it. And uh, they have like, little hampers and shit. Yep, they got like a fucking team of gnomes, team of elves in the background. <laughs> Dredd is saying to, <laughs> to this guy, the guys are repairing the little elves are repairing the shoes. The it's very game. much that, honestly. Dredd is saying to the guy, uh, hands on his hips. Robots will come to repair any damages as soon as we've left. You'll be compensated for your inconvenience. Okay, so so little fairness in a way, at least you get they they, come, they don't fucking they repair everything and they compensate it all. That's fair. Um, another judge is pulling up a very how would you describe this article of clothing, PK? It's a it's like a it's like a fur jacket. It's like you know it's got the big fur collar on it. Is that fur or is it like designs? It might be. They're, okay, so they're wide lapels. And yeah. Now that I look at it, it might not be fur. It might just be like like stitching or, or <laughs> embroidery, uh, embroidery, kind of. gold thread filigree. Okay, that could be that could be a thing. This judge is holding up this article of clothing and saying to the gentleman, "But this cost a few credits, even without the fancy lapels. Let's see the repeats, <laughs> the repeat, the receipt, citizen." And uh, we have another guy looking at a some kind of science device. No trace of illegal substances. You're clean, Mr. Sweet. What the hell is that? It looks like a scale, almost. Yeah, I'm not really sure what that's supposed to be. Or that thing, be. like, you put the meat grinder, you put meat in, and, and the sausage comes out. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, anyway, it looks um, stupid. We did just see Sweeney Todd in the last prog, so... We sure um, did. But we have a judge pulling up their pulling off their helmet um, and speaking to this gentleman. How do you want to describe this judge's This complexion? kid, this little kid, he looks like he's... he's Fresh out of the academy. Yeah. He's right out of the academy. You, can you read his name? Waldo? It is indeed Judge Waldo. Well done. Okay. Yes. It's a scrawny kid. He's got blonde hair, uh, a big a big doopy grin. Yep. And he is saying to the gentleman, You will receive a certificate of merit signed by the chief judge himself. Thank you for your cooperation. As, as the, the apartment is in tatters and, the, and <laughs> yeah. we just sits there. I'm happy to have done my duty, officers. And now... Uh, we have the judges are walking out, being led by Judge Dredd, all carrying their, you know, their equipment and baggage back yeah. out. And it's the nerdy little guy who's saying this to Dredd. Go for it. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> what was his voice? It, uh, it was like a nerdy voice. It does, it does you good to meet such a perfect citizen. Too perfect, if you ask me. And then Waldo, I don't read you, Dredd. And now Dredd turns around and he's got like the... It's the, a close-up of the sneer of yeah, the teeth. Like fucking grinding his teeth. How many 59Ds you done, Waldo? Gee, I don't know. Hundreds. And what's your arrest rate? A hundred percent. Everyone gets a caution at least. Exactly! And now Dredd is... We get like a front view of Dredd and he's gesturing over his shoulder back at the apartment. Everyone what everyone commits a crime, often without even knowing it. A little thing, little things that aren't worth more than a caution. It's normal, but this joker hasn't done one thing wrong. Not even an overdue library slug. He's so clean, he makes me suspicious. 
with so, the libraries. So we Slug. made a joke about that, about like Judge Dredd. Yeah, the one guy who doesn't do anything wrong and just like, I don't like that. I don't trust you. So well, I mean that that is a good instant because this guy definitely did something wrong. They're gonna arrest him. It's it's a two parter. <laughs> So he's definitely done something. I mean, we've only been introduced to one person. I mean, the Kingpin also has perfect records, and what's he do? Everything. Yeah, I'm also thinking of like the the, the old trope of uh, like Scooby Doo, where it's like, who could the bad guy be? Could it be the new character we saw this episode? Could it be the only person we've met? Like, holy <laughs> shit, dude! It's always the same. Anyway, uh, the judges are like exiting and looking out on the city, and. Uh, I think it's Waldo is saying this, or he can have the, the nerdy guy. Go for it. Sweet is an egghead at the Department of Science. You reckon he's up to something? Spying? That's my bet. I'll have him put under 24-hour 24, uh, uh, 24 observation. Sooner or later, he'll give himself away. Okay, so, okay. They jump to spying. You can do everything right. A, a people can enter your home randomly. You have no say in it. Yep. You can do everything right. Like, yep. No, we're going to spy on him, too. Yeah. This is a kind of dystopia. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, a little bit. We're getting more of that police state feel, and I, yeah. I like that. I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but but I, I like that in this context. Yeah. Um, our next little panel is like a little like bubbly, almost thought panel, and uh, you can go for the narration here, PK. The Justice Department had its own spies. The tiny spy in the sky, trademarked hover cameras. Oh, so they have drones. They have drones. Uh, these could follow a suspect anywhere without being detected. It's gigantic. It, <laughs> Wouldn't you fucking see it? So it looks like a miniaturized satellite. It looks like, yeah, like a space station or a satellite. Like a tiny satellite. I think it's just closer to us because like okay, so Sweet is like down below on the ground, the sidewalk. So it still looks like it's a foot or two big, which is way too big <laughs> to yeah. easily spot it, right? Like, like, why? Like, why, honestly? So, we're going to keep moving on. Our next panel has uh, some judges looking at multiple screens. That's Judge Gibson. Uh, is it Gibson or Dibson? I cannot tell. I can't really tell. Gibson's a, a name I remember. Gibson was Mutie the Pig. Because oh, it was, remember, Ian Gibson. And yeah. there was, like, Wagner, Judge Wagner as well. You're right. So, yeah. Um, but we have some narration here. Uh, the pictures were monitored from the Justice Building. For weeks, nothing happened. And then... And we have uh, one of the guys is radioing into Judge Dredd, looking at one of these screens, which we can see our, our Mr. Sweet is on it with another gentleman. What is going on in that top left screen? I I would love for you to tell me, PK. I, What's going on? I see uh, the outside of the building. We can see a, 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 a door... And to the left, like skulking beside the door, like you know how you wait right after the door for someone to come out. Okay. Is this S how snowman with legs? It's a it's a very doughy person with it, a globular head. A, yeah. And a big round bulbous stomach. Um, I will tell you this. Read the line this judge is saying, and then I'll describe what's going on. Okay. Go All for right. it. Observation control to dread. Suspect Reginald Sweet is now. In the Smiling Burger on 43rd, 40, 433rd Street. He is now being joined by an unknown man. So, if you look, we have 
the upper left hand like screen here oh, is outside the smiling burger. And that's that like weird, the McDonald the McDonald McDonald statue. It's like the big boy statue, right? Okay. And then if you look out on the right hand one, it's it's, it's more true. zoomed out. Yeah. The bottom left is more zoomed in. You can see the two figures. And the bottom right is Judge Cal. And no, the bottom right is not Judge Cal. That's Judge Cal. It is Cal. the unknown man. And remember, Judge Cal had like Jerry curls, kind of. Remember. Oh yeah, he had, like, you're the, right. he had the, the, the short curls. That's true. At least after a while. Um. So Dredd is now on his uh, lawmaster riding on the. I'm, I'm oh, it's imagine, the Pillsbury Doughboy. It's kind of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh my god! Kind I thought of. it was like a freaking homunculus. <laughs> I did not know what it was. I thought it was a pregnant woman jumping off a building. I have no clue. I wouldn't want that either. But this, uh, the radio is blaring to Judge Dredd while he's riding his lawmaster. The man is taking Sweet's briefcase and leaving the Smiling Burger. We will keep tabs on him. I'm on my way. Dread arrived as Sweet was leaving, and we can see he, he's like stepping out of the Smiling Burger, the, the doughy whatever guy is next to him. Mm -hmm. We've had you under observation, Sweet. You're under arrest! To which, For what?! <laughs> to which Sweet says, Judge Dredd! I knew my gluck was too good to last! Uh, and Dredd does his favorite thing in the world. He doesn't dive off it, though. Oh, that's true. He drives by Sweet. Yep. He extends his leg off his lawmaster and kicks him in the butt. He kicks him. It looks like in the back of the head or the ass, but yeah. He's, like, driving by him. He's, like, giving him a drive-by kicking. He really is, and that would probably break your goddamn leg. Um, Maybe he's going really slow, but eh, no, he's not. He's judging his lawmaster. Don't run away, citizen! As he Thud. gives a big old, big old kick. And now Sweet is like on the ground cradling his head as Judge Dredd is just over top of him berating him yeah, like, with his lawgiver pistol drawn. He's like, now talk or I'll continue the treatment. And Sweet explains. Okay, okay. I've been giving secrets of our new laser defense system to agents from East Meg 1. They promised they'd give me a, a house in the countryside if I helped them. East Meg 1. Is East that, Meg 1. Is that Mega City 2? No. Because oh, Mega City 2 is on the west coast. You're right. We're on the east coast. What's East Meg 1? We have never heard of it before. Okay. Or have we? I don't remember. Because here's, here's where it's going to get interesting. Put the biggest pin. Texas City? Nope. Because no. that's west. It's, it's southwest. Yeah, it's southwest. So, put a pin in it. Okay, we have heard of it, but you're not going to suspect why, okay? Is it the Soviet blocks? Maybe we'll see. Okay. Um, oh, because they said it. <laughs> Judge Dredd handcuffs uh, Mr. Sweet around the like waist of the burger guy. <laughs> Just like... The statue is there, and he's got him hang handcuffed around yeah. it. Yeah, and like he's giving him a big old hug. Or and he's like driving away as people are like leering out the window, like "What the fuck?" Yeah, Dredd is saying, "The solve block has no countryside. It's atomic desert, just like here. You were suckered, pal, and you've given them secrets that'll help turn this city into a desert." Dread to control. Send a unit to pick up the prisoner. I've got to catch that East Meg spy. To which Control responds. He's heading for the east wall in, 90, in a 99 turbo mist. You'll have to move some... What? You'll have to move some, Judge Dredd. I'll move and Dredd... That's the line. You would think, right? Oh, no. Um, okay, so east... It's okay, I figured so, it was like east and like in Europe. Yeah. So it's the Soviet megacity. It's the Sov block, they call it. Also known as the Sov cities. You heard of East Meg 1 recently. Was it the Olympics on the moon? No. That was just the Sov cities. 
In oh. what? Is that where, uh, what's your name? Uh, Judge, Judge Rico's daughter went. No, that is not that. Because she went to Britsit. Oh, you're right. Where it was, was in the Dead World comic that you were reading. Remember, they go to the Soviets, they go to East Meg 1. That's right. Yep, they okay. mentioned East Meg 1. I knew. And I was like, I can't believe that they're referencing this shit right now. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Okay. I, so, we're going to get the Soviets involved here. I have here. Full of Dead World. It's pretty fucking amazing. I really want to get it when it comes out in, like, the trade paperback yeah. kind of thing. Um, anyways, uh, I want you to read the narration here, PK, then describe what we're looking at. As soon as the plaster barrier that shielded the city from the polluted... What? <laughs> Try again. Soon, at the plaster barrier that shielded the city from the polluted Black Atlantic... The plaster barrier. So, that's a thing. Okay, Dreaded... so it's like a, like a giant plastic wall that... that... The oceans have risen, and they have to keep out the ocean by building giant walls? Possible. Dread is uh, pulling up outside of this massive wall that has the little spy drones. You can see them flying over top, uh, chasing after this guy. And there's a giant crack in the wall that he's running towards. Yeah. Um, and this is not the short little guy. This is the, the unknown the man he met. Who I compared to Judge Cal, but now that I look at him, doesn't really look that similar. The control is reporting, though, to Judge Dredd. Uh, he's at the wall, Judge Dredd. I'll have to call off the hover cameras. I've got him on visual. He's getting through a crack. He has crack. <laughs> and we see very much, I would describe, what does this scene remind you of right here, PK? Because it's very interesting. We're outside the wall, Judge Dredd is firing his lawgiver and hitting a guy in like a tiny little personal submarine. Yeah, like it's a like, one-man submarine. What does this remind you of? What does this remind me of? Because I have a very specific thing my brain went to. I don't know if you remember this. It's a it's a Marvel movie. This is very specific, though. Uh, it reminds me of the galaxy a little bit. It reminds me of the very first Captain America movie where oh, he chases down the... When he's in the little one-man airplane thing. Oh, he's or in the one little submarine yeah. leaving the, the fucking yep. Hydra base. Yep. Okay. I, or leaving, trying to escape New York, the Nazi sympathizer. That's right, the, when he first chases him down. The Hydra agent, like, that's right, it. Right through New York. It's very much that, that's right? That's a cool chase scene. It's just, uh, I, I, love, I love those movies. Anyway, um, the guy is like bending forward and slamming the like glass or plastic. The little glass canopy. Yeah, shut. canopy shut. As another bullet fizz, uh, zips overhead and he thinks to himself. Hit, hit in this shoulder. Got to shut this shield. Good, good accent. Dread, Russian. Dread is like grimacing from the from the coastline. His smoking gun barrel. He's looking out to see at this little sub going out. Too late. He's bulletproof now. Blast the repair gangs. The crack should have been sealed tight. Dread raced to the oh, nearby docks. Okay, for the for the wall. For the yeah. I was thinking of like of, of his submarine. No, no, <laughs> the wall. Then yeah. he should have been able to get out through that way. Uh, Dread now. Uh, Dread raced to the nearby docks. PK. Paint me a picture with words here. This is an interesting this panel. This is a weird... It's like a... It's, it's a... a, a uh, it's a lot going on. What's it called? A dry dock or... A, it's a wet dock. It's a wet dock. Yep. And, uh, a giant kind of indoor... It, we see like a, a bunch of different kind of like sea vessels, like submarines. It's got, it's got a huge... It's it's enclosed. It's got a huge dome over top. It's almost like a like a giant aircraft hangar kind of thing. Yeah. But there's just water on the floor. It's got all these cool cranes for unloading the ships. Yep. Uh, there's a Mega City 1 flag? I've there, never... 
Where do you see that? Like right in the front. Was it, does that say oh, MCI? MCI or MC1? It's hard to tell. Yeah. It doesn't look like any flag we've seen before. No, I don't think we've ever seen a Mega City 1 it flag. It might be the name of the boat that he's taking and not a government-issued yeah. one. But it's cool. It's a really cool background. These what cool is cool futuristic... Uh, how would you describe this vehicle that Dredge Dredge is on? It's... A submarine with a weird crow's nest that goes up. It's like like yeah. twenty feet and and ten feet. Like the the whole like submarine part looks is, like a giant like airplane engine. Yeah, like one. It's like it's like his one little his one person submarine thing. Yeah, with a weird spire on top that a man can climb. Is yeah. it like meant to go all of it underwater except for this top part? We don't know. Maybe to we'll make f- it so it's like oh this little this little oh no it's gigantic. <laughs> Look at that guy in that little tiny boat. Just uh, kidding, the boat's huge. But uh, a guy is like chasing after Dread. He he's not wearing any judge paraphernalia, but he, he looks, looks like a really weird. Yeah, I don't know what he's like a wearing. Superhero. He looks like a very shitty superhero. Um, <laughs> and the guy's saying. Uh, yelling out, You can't take that, Judge Dredd! It's... Try and stop me and you'll be nursing a fat lip in an isolation cube. Get the harbor gate open. That's an order! So maybe this is like the harbor master or something <laughs> okay. like that, you know? Just listen, he couldn't say, It's going to explode! <laughs> it's broken down! It's full of scorpions! Nope. Nope, none and of that. Judge Dredd will listen to you. Right, fine. That's, where, you. that's where we store our infants! Never mind you! All right, um, fine. Fuck you. Take the scorpion ship, asshole. <laughs> the scorpion hope you get ship. Tongue, hope you get stung. We turn the page, and Judge Dredd has got his his thinking pose on, um, mm. which is the he's the whole hand chin. over the chin. Mm. He's thinking to himself, "Time to try out our new respirator." Oh, he's not stroking his chin. He's putting on a new respirator. Oh, he's pulling. Okay. My bad. My bad. Trying to try out our new respirator. The Black Atlantic is not made of perfume. <laughs> that might be it. That, there you go. That's the line. <laughs> But this new respirator doesn't look that much different. Or, I mean, it looks see-through, I guess? Yeah, now you can see through. It's not like the big facial... It's not like cone. a nose cone kind of thing. Yeah, um, like he had when he fought Rico. Very true. Um, the hu- the Or when Judge Diablo died. Rest in peace, Judge Diablo. You died you telling... just put it on. <laughs> just If you hadn't explained it to Dredge Dredd, he'd have done it anyway, and you wouldn't be dead. It's almost like he wasn't even explaining it to Dredd. He was explaining it to us. He really was. I'm, I'm very... And we- we did it. We could have killed Judge Diablo. We could have figured it out if they had just slapped those things on their mouths and didn't die. It's, I think we'd have figured it out. It's our fault as the readers. If Judge Diablo <laughs> died. This is for you, Morph. Um, <laughs> we we now have like an a cool like outdoor panel like mm-hmm. looking at this massive like huge harbor gate. It, it looks like a, it's got like a, a, a retracting door that could go down. Yeah, it, it really does look like a massive aircraft carrier kind it's of, or not aircraft cool. carrier, uh, like aircraft hangar. Yeah. Um, the huge harbor gate was sliding open. And now, PK, this is one you gotta paint with a picture for me because it is an awesome panel. Ron Smith is earning his fucking bucks here. Okay, so we see Judge Dredd uh, uh, going out to sea with his, uh, his little... His little Weird, like one engine with the with the <laughs> control. It's like a ship you could build with Legos. It's like yeah, you build like a little like a little engine in like three blocks and then yeah. a little chair at the top with a little lever. <laughs> it's like why would it, why would why would you sit on on the outside of it? Why would you sit on the outside? Why would you sit on the outside? So uh, not attached. Yeah. You're very obvious. Uh, Dread is like riding this boat through the Black Atlantic towards yeah. what? What would These you describe? Gigantic. These gigantic warships. They, so, they almost look like aircraft t- carriers. This is one ship. I will tell you that. 
Oh, it's like one of those things where it's connected in the middle? Yeah. Okay, so it looks like uh, 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 the Landmaster a little bit. Yeah. Except on water, because it's like gigantic treads on one side, except it's ship. Yeah. And on the other side, then attached in the middle would be like, oh, it's where you would put the bridge. It looks very much like two aircraft carriers that like, are fused together at the side. together, yeah. yeah. And it, it it's is... It's pretty fucking cool. It's got like a fucking city on it. Like, yeah. it looks massive from this... Uh, and, and also, you can see on the bottom right-hand side of it is the little oh, tiny, the, like, submarine getting lifted up, right? And if that is that small, comparatively, because that was a big submarine... Yeah. This thing is gigantic. This, thing this is, is a floating city. Yeah. This is insane. It's not like the size of Mega City 1, but it's huge. So remember that. Okay. Uh, Dread is saying, though, a little narration, mm -hmm. Dread gains steadily on the fleeing agent until he sees this giant fucking city-sized ship. Like oil rigs. Bigger. Like oh my God. oil rigs. It's massive. It is like literally like a floating city. An East Meg anti-pollution ship just outside the 40-mile limit. They're hauling the agent aboard. Okay. And now we have <laughs> Dread on a little circular pop-out. Him just... He's got the respirator on, and his mouth is just like open screaming. screaming. They claim these anti-pulse ships are working for the good of humanity, as if the salt block ever do anything purely for the good of humanity. Damn. Well, they're not getting away with this little number. Uh, PK, if you want to describe what's happening here real quick. Uh, I don't know. Judge Dredd has not left his ship. No, he's aiming... He's Okay, so one time my uncle told me about driving next to an aircraft carrier. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, the, the one... And he said it was like... He was just driving, and he turned the corner, and it was like there was a wall. Yeah. Like, two, like just it, you couldn't see the top of it. Yeah. It's a gigantic... They're, they're insanely huge. Yeah. Um, and and so that's the kind of perspective I get from this. It's like <laughs> Judge Dredd has driven his little one-man... <laughs> His little one-seat ship yep. up to the, the city-sized uh, anti-pollution barge yep. and is aiming up the side of it <laughs> from, like, way too close. From a mile down. Yeah, and he's yelling out, I'm arresting this ship in the name of Mega City 1. Surrender now and no one will get hurt. One guy with this, with this lawgiver. Dude. Dude. Little bit outnumbered. Like you might be biting <laughs> off a bit more than you can. He's chew. Mega City One's top law man. He doesn't care about any of that, dude. You might be biting off a little bit more. Not only is this like a war crime, probably. Maybe he's is he outside the forty limit mark? It uh, said that the ship is outside the forty limit. Uh, man, mile I have the jurisdiction of judges in Mega City One. It's been all over. <laughs> I can't keep going across the bridge. Meanwhile, we're outside forty miles outside Mega City One. Well. Judge, maybe the judge can't break the law. Dread can't break the law. No. So maybe he'll have to like get them to trick them to come in. To maybe get, to do that, you know. We have borscht. That's a very specific reference uh, that I somehow know. Um, <laughs> or I, I just didn't. Know, I don't know why I know borscht is like one of the two Russian dishes. Anyway, an East Meg judge was aboard, and now we have a camera view from up top on the uh, anti-pollution ship. And what do we see, PK? We see way, way, way down there. I think he'd actually, I think the scale's wrong. He should actually be much, much smaller. Yes, he should. It's Judge Dredd. <laughs> I was a little digging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, you guys gonna surrender? <laughs> but no! But on the ship, what do we see? We Did see a, 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 a cool looking fucking. Looks like Darth Vader almost. Like the bad guy from Xenogears, the old PlayStation 1 RPG. Holy shit. I never uh, heard that one. Gra he has like this cool, or he looks like the guy from uh, not Zeno Gears, but um, oh shit, 
watch that anime with all the giant robots, not Gundam. Uh, Code Gas. Oh, okay. Code he looks Gass. like Zero from Code Gas. Okay, okay. This is a Soviet judge who we have seen before. This exact design. Where have we seen on him? the Moon Olympics? Well done. What a phrase! <laughs> it was Christmas on the moon. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that shit. But no, that was the Lunar One Olympics. And remember the war games that happened. Remember that? You alright? Yes. Um, it was Christmas on the moon. You just weren't ready for that shit when it happened. I never am. Um, the uh, this, yeah. this judge though, he's looking over the edge, and there are like the tip. It's got like the there's a flag flying above him, and it is a modified version of the sickle and hammer of the USSR. Yep. And there are gentlemen with him, and there's like a guy with the with the the ear flap hat, you know, like the circular hat that's a yeah, ear flap thing. Yeah, actually you see in every submarine movie. Literally everything, right? And this uh, this Soviet judge is calling down to Judge Dredd. You have no authority. You have no authority. We are outside your limits. Ah, good point. To which Judge Dredd responds from his tiny boat. I'm extending the city limits. Are you going to come quietly or do I have to get rough? Massively outnumbered and outgunned. And he's breaking the law. And he's extending, extending the... Well, yeah. Why couldn't we... Why couldn't he have done this with too? Frankenstein 2? <laughs> Not Frankenstein 2, sorry. Our third Frankenstein. Frankenstein 3. Yeah, Milton D. Frankenstein. And God. his DNA man. Yeah. That's a great question. Now we get a cool front shot of this Soviet judge. And their helmets are pretty fucking cool. They are pretty they cool. They cover their whole fucking uh, head. You can Down see to now, like the upper lip. Yeah, and he's holding like a speaker phone. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yelling via megaphone. Yeah, like a megaphone. And the, 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 the helmet reminds me like of... It is very Darth Vader-esque, with like almost like a bell shape in a weird way. Yeah, pretty cool. It's got the the Soviet sickle and hammer on it. Yeah, I like the I like the visor too. It's a pretty cool design. I'll give it that. There's a guy in the background talking to this judge. He's saying, "That's Judge Dredd. He means what he says." To which the judge replies, "I also mean what I say, Nikolai. Full speed ahead, Commander." And uh, Dredd is. We cut back down oh to Dredd. Oh my god! And he is directly in front of this colossal he is city on his little dinghy, and that's just pop, like driving towards him. They're coming straight at me! Are they crazy? What the fuck did you think would happen? I don't know what he thought would You're all under arrest! You're, they always surrender when I say that. <laughs> No! <laughs> I'm surprised I'm... he didn't try to arrest Satanus. Oh my god. That would be amazing. Um, but no, we just see the fucking <laughs> ship just destroy his yeah, little his submarine fucking, dingy like, thing. He slammed the gigantic suicide ship. <laughs> one, it's fucking a Super Star Destroyer crashing into the X-Wing. This is a cement roller running over a Hot Wheels car. Like, it is... <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it just like it explodes. Yeah, it just it blows up. Inward. And Dredd is like, oh, ah! flying away. Like a fucking like team rocket blasting off again kind of it's shit, right? A little right? silhouette against a giant explosion. And the last thing he asks are was, are they crazy? Yeah. And there's now a little like narration thing here. Go for it, PK. Crazy enough to tangle with you, JD. Don't miss next prog. And that is Black Atlantic Part One. <sighs> So, we got a lot to talk about here, uh, We got a lot to talk about. Wait, so. Were they crazy? <laughs> Not surrendering? Would they have me outgunned? Outnumbered? Literally, should be dead. 
Like, all they had to do was, like, one gun on him, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, settings and places. We have the apartment of Mr. Sweet uh, here. We have the Smiling Burger, a burger joint on 433rd Street. Wow. And we have East Meg 1. Which we have yet to see. They but. also called a Sove Block are both mentioned. As to how these differ from each other or from the Sove cities mentioned back in Prague 50, the Luna Olympics, we're not sure. Is East Meg 1 just one of the Sove cities? Is the Sov block the name of the area that all the Soviets now rule over? Like, is Sov block and Sov cities, like, synonymous with each other? I'm thinking so, and that East Meg is just... Maybe Sov block is, like, the the area they have, and the Sov cities are areas within... I don't know. But I I think it might be, like, uh, you know, you can swap one out for the other. Yeah. I just think that East Meg 1 is Is their city. Mega City 1. Is East Mega City. They're Mega City 1, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we haven't heard much at all, honestly, and I'm excited to learn more about the Soviets. Uh, characters. We have Mr. Reginald Sweet, a scientific researcher at an unnamed institute who sells Justice Department secret weapons to the Soviets in exchange for a house in the countryside. PK, what's the problem with that? There is no countryside. Everything outside of, mega, everything outside of a mega city is, from what we've heard, presumably uh, destroyed, completely Nuclear destroyed, waste, unlivable. Right? What was his profession again? A scientist, a researcher of some kind? A we scientist. don't know. Yeah. He said, oh, I, I can have that book because I'm a researcher. At, at an in- institute. Yeah. And and he didn't know. What was it? It was Evolution? It was New Mutation New Magazine. New Mutation. So he went some kind of geneticist? Why would you not know as a scientist that the world is an irradiated wasteland? Maybe there's Soviet lies and propaganda. Oh, yes, we have. You know what? That's very fair. That is very fair. We have the best countryside. It's like pictures of 80 years ago. <laughs> or no, 100 years ago. Yeah, it's like the 50s housewife of America. Yeah. Like, this is not what it really is. Um, it's just fucking like, put a nice filter over I just think nuclear like, wasteland. I just think, like, we've seen really nice apartments, like, in city blocks, too. Yeah. Why not just, like, live in one of those? Maybe he just wants out of the, me- maybe he doesn't like the mega city lifestyle. He's like, dude, it's too much. He it, wants to he be in the country. You know what? People go feudsy. I mean, yeah. People live. We've seen tra- like trading outposts in the in the cursed earth. Yeah, and Very he wants a point. nice area out there, and then so we have convinced him that they have it. Interesting. That's a. I never really thought of it that way. But that's good. Well, that's why I play Devil's Advocate. I'm okay. I, I appreciate that. Sometimes I play it to you. Yeah. Uh, Judge Waldo also we see as part of the investigation team for the 59Ds and has a hundred percent arrest record for 59Ds. Uh, we get Nikolai, one of the Soviets aboard the anti-pollution ship, mm-hmm. and a unnamed judge of the Sov cities, which we're going to learn more about here pretty soon. He looks... It's a cool design. It's, they have that really cool like, they, black cape. Yeah, the giant black cloak. Yeah. I have to say, hmm. Judge, judge Dredd has never had a character design that I disliked. Hmm. Every character design, even like the weird ones, like General Nuts and Bolts... <laughs> It's memorable. It's interesting. Uh-huh. Even like characters on this movie kind of blind, like Satanus, a dinosaur. True. You can you can think of a Satanus. Yeah. He's kind of memorable. He's like a weird lumpy head. Yep. Furry. Furry. Long serrated teeth. Yeah. yeah. And his like head like like curves inward a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I fucking it's, they love do good memorable character design. I would say that came along eventually because in the early progs, like the Solar Sniper, you could replace any person. You're with right. Person. You're so right. It's definitely a change as time has gone on. But you can can you can you remember Muty the Pig being slightly memorable? He looked like a weird. He looked vaguely like a humanoid pig man. I mean, that was kind of his point, though. That was the big thing. And then you had like Mister Buzz and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, the ape gang. The ape gang. Those look like chimpanzees. I mean, it's but like, and we know. Coming on the pipeline, that there are some character designs that we're gonna really love in this 
like Judge Death specifically. Mean Machine Angel, Judge yep. Death. Yep. They make good memorable character design. I'm excited to learn more about these guys. Yeah. Um, items and plus the judges but, themselves. Oh yeah. The judge uniform was iconic. It yeah. has hardly changed in fifty years. Just the shape of the helmet is what gets me the most. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Is that it goes from being like a R Roman Legion helmet to like a fucking Star Wars secondary character helmet. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we gotta get through a shitload of technology, this thing. Okay. So, item technology of note. We have library slugs. I'm assuming that's like some like, data stick full of information. When have we, when would be we last hear of the term used this way, PK? Because we've heard of this, something similar before. I knew this sounded familiar. God damn it. <laughs> it's been used before. It's a long time ago. You gotta, uh, take, you gotta take a shot in the dark. What would it be? When Judge Dredd was doing research on Academy... Students who f were left-handed. Ooh, with uh, that was Mewtwo the pig. Mac. That was Mewtwo the pig, and that was Mac. Um, good guess. Close to, but not quite. This was in Prog number twenty, the infamous comic pusher. Oh my god! When they had god. the comic book slugs, remember that shit? Yes. It's like microfilm slugs. Microfilm. Okay, I thought it was like a flash drive or something. Yeah. But no, it's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's continuity to bring back that term. The slug idea. Um, we also have New Mutation Magazine is a publication available in 2101 AD, which is prohibited reading for the general public. Okay. We have the Spy in the Sky hover cameras, essentially drones with cameras for the Justice Department. Yeah. Um, pretty damn handy. We've never seen them before, but No, that nice. would have been useful a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, like, I have to go in there. How would you use a drone? How would you use a drone? Um, we have the 99 Turbo Mist, some special type of futuristic vehicle. We never actually see it, but holy crap. Remember when they were like, you're getting away in a sedan? Yeah. And we were like, why don't you just make up a fucking name, you know? And lo and behold, here we are. Here we are. Thank you so much for Thanks just... for listening to us. Thank Yeah. 50 years ago. <laughs> Thank you, 2080 British comic, you know, anthology for listening to us. Yeah, that took our advice. Um, we also oh, have... future somehow. This is a big thing. We have isolation cubes. Mention There's an isocube. Holy crap. That's the first time. I've been waiting for this. It is not the first time. We what? have had isolation cubes mentioned once before. What? Yes. Did I miss it? I've been waiting for this. We have mentioned this, and we haven't heard from them in a long time. Do you want to take a guess what it was? Was it... Was it... Oh, my God. There was... I watched at the time that he chased the guy through through the one mega block, which before that... Oh, yeah. That was just recent. Yeah. Was it on the moon? No, they had little it was, cages. It was before the moon. But they never called them isocubes. Yep. I don't know. I've already mentioned it to you. Robot it is Wars? Prog 22, Mr. Buzz. Oh they mention about God. throwing him in an isolation cube. Okay. We have yet to see anything other than just it being mentioned. Like, it's just been thrown out they, there, and we've never discussed it. They are doing some name dropping. Yeah. Like, they haven't, like, ever since the day of the law that they, like, introduced Judge uh, uh, Fargo. Yeah. So they, they, they do a good job of paving the road a long time before we get there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, we also have an East Meg anti-pollution ship. Okay. A colossal Soviet ship that is supposed to function as a cleaning vessel for the Black Atlantic, but also, or possibly only, functions as a mobile spy network, basically. Yeah. I, I figured that there were a couple of these out in the ocean. Yeah. Maybe even some from Mega City 1. It, uh, they're trying to repair the, but the really Cold War yeah. spying vessels. It very much re resembles two aircraft carriers with cities on top that are connected to each other. It's a cool design, other. again. It's very cool. I like it a lot. Um, Dread mentions that the judges have been issued new respirators. I'm questioning how, how are these different from the previous respirators? We don't know. But I assume that it allows them to breathe underwater. Otherwise, why would he be putting it on, you know? Right. Um, 
but it looked like a see-through kind of glass thing versus yeah. like the, the solid plastic solid or metal. Bane mask. <laughs> That's very good. Very good description of it. Um, terrible slang. Made up words. Judge dread one-liners. The Black Atlantic's not made of perfume. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good line. I like that one. World building, though. Mega City One's Criminal Code, Section 59D, states oh. that judges may enter a home, citizen's home to carry out routine, intensive investigation. The citizen has no rights in this matter. We mentioned we are finally getting to, like, police state vibes. So they just, like, draw a random apartment and, like, okay, we're going to just look through everything. Yeah, and I appreciate that at least the judges probably knock and declare themselves before they raid your house. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank you, 2080, for being so forward-thinking. Oh, yeah. um, these investigations are extremely invasive. And sometimes they get the wrong house. Going through records as far back as 15 years old. Yeah. Which is, like, that's interesting. The and statute of limitations is, like, seven years in America And the thing right about now. this is, like, you can tell they're, they're kind of they're kind of making fun of the concept of it because they say there's a 100% arrest. Yeah. It's so, ridiculous. Of course you're going to so find something. Of course something. you're going to find something. Yeah. Um, citizens can earn a certificate of merit signed by the chief judge if they are found to not have committed any crimes. Which has never happened. Which has never happened. Because, like, why Except would you? Except for now. Except if that was also, he was also doing crime. I would love to see Judge Dredd, like, go into a room and there's, like, the like the biggest dude ever who's never left his room and paid his taxes and just, like, <laughs> you've never done anything. So you're not, you're not, you haven't done anything. So you're actually clean. Uh-huh. We're gonna keep an observation on you. <laughs> the guy just stays in his We're room. We're under observation. <laughs> um, one has to watch him every day, just eating. Yeah, I have to mention this. There is a plastic shield barrier. Um, oh yeah, that, that borders the, the eastern side of Mega City One. Now I thought it like it held the water back. Yeah, but it, it, it might. Yeah, the water, the tide could fluctuate. But it's blocking out the polluted waters, basically. Yeah, um, which means they can't let that seawater get into their own. Clean river water, I guess. If they have any river water, we haven't wow. seen any rivers. Well, they don't. We know they have water. They have to have water to be alive, right? Oh, well, all we've seen so far is the uh, the big smelly, the big smelly yeah. of the Ohio River, which is also polluted. So, the only water we've seen up until this point, no lakes, no ponds, no rivers, just like man-made filtered water. Yeah, not man-made, but filtered water. Um, and they have a way to filtrate. And they can finally figure out what to make salt water drinkable. Yeah. We also learn here that the jurisdiction of Mega City One's laws extend only 40 miles out to sea. I had to look this up. How far do you think it is in real life? Uh, before international waters? Yeah, international waters. 100 miles. Not bad. It is It is big, bigger than what we say in here. Uh, they generally extend about 200 nautical miles from the shore of a country oh. and are broken into different sections in which the particular country has various rights. Right. Maritime workers may be able to pursue injury claims under the Jones Act, even if the injury occurs in international waters, for example. So it's it's interesting that the 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 jurisdiction for it has gotten smaller over time in Judge Dredd's time. Like it's gone from two hundred in our time to like forty in theirs. Right. So they maybe it's a sign of like more paranoia, you know, like bring the ships in. You can't or just wanting to extend their influence, uh, not extend their influence, because they're retracting the borders. I don't know. You think it'd be the opposite way? Yeah. But Dread completely. Maybe East Mega City One has bullied them and let them be that close. Maybe. Uh, this is an interesting th- point that we brought up. Dread completely ignores maritime law by extending the boundaries of Mega City One's jurisdiction. Okay. So I've been thinking about this. All right. And I have a wacky explanation. I'm ready. Play- okay. Tell it to me, Devil's Advocate. Hear me out. 
You go to that bridge in Mega in the north. What was it, north? It was like the east. Uh, no, western side of the wall, like northwestern part of the, the wall. The western bridge or whatever the exit into Muni That's Land. A famous fucking area, right? That's because mm-hmm. they have they painted the line. People know that I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in American soil. I'm in Australian soil. Yeah, America. That's from The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, what if because it's so famous, he knows he cannot budge that line. But this is more but, like gray area. Yeah, this is gray. We're out at sea. The the lines shift all the time. And there's no like there's no cameras or anyone there to check him on it. Yeah, but it's still kind of shifty though, right? Yeah. yeah, it is. But the other one, he had he had people watching him. And stuff like that. That's there were true. people because it was like a popular hangout spot. I mean, they, they like, had like, like they had shops set up. Yeah, remember I remember that. Um, like the last the last stop. Maybe it's also the fact that like the DNA man and Doctor Frankenstein were less of a global threat than our laser defense system getting yeah a, 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 uh, getting by the they, Soviets. They have, these people have actively stolen top secret intel. Yeah, so it's it's more more pressing. I would okay. say. I also really like that we're getting back to the Sov block slash Sov city slash East Meg One idea. I know that that they those have a couple major storylines around them. This is interesting, and I'm questioning: Will Dread have a bad reputation with the Soviets because of him Lunar killing Lunar Judge Kolb during the Luna One Olympics? That's right. That started the whole Luna War. And they're like war, and the war was a uh, Nate war versus, games. Yeah. Yep. With their super, they had super cool technology too. They did. They had the bulletproof suits. Yeah. Um, How did they beat those? They had. To, they used the laser guns that could like shoot through the wall. They used them back against them. Oh. Blew up inside their suit. Okay. Um. Do you have anything else you want to bring up for Prague One Twenty Eight, the Battle of the Black Atlantic Park? No. Other than I think, I think that the the thing with like the line shifting out at sea all the time, that's probably more viable. That makes sense. That makes a little more sense than I'll just ignore it this time. Yeah. Dread's not one for ignoring the law. Right. Okay. So. So yeah. we're going to pick it back up with Prague 129, Battle of the Black Atlantic Part 2. This Prague was released September 8th, 1979. Script by John Howard. Wagner. Artist Ron Smith. Letters by Tom Frame. PK, if you want to read our narration here, I'd appreciate it. On the polluted Black Atlantic, a Sov block ship has picked up a spy with plans of Mega City 1's vital laser defense system. When Judge Dredd tries to arrest the ship... The Sov blockers prove uncooperative. And we see in in the in the panel this double aircraft carrier just yeah. running over like a jelly bean ship in front yeah, of it, like a tiny little tugboat, um, just crashing into the the prow of it or the you know, down by the water basically. And one of the Soves is yelling out, "Full speed ahead! Crush drift back into the Black Atlantic." Uh, the huge Soviet craft smashed into Dredd's tiny vessel. And we have just this amazing, like, crushing imagery of Dredd's ship just blowing up and him being thrown off of it. Oh, no, instead of, instead of helping the Black Atlantic become less polluting, you're polluting, polluting it more. more. Yeah. Did we ever find out what the guy was, what was important about the ship? Because all, all, all I remember is, you know, you can't take that ship, that's... Yeah. And, and Dredd says, oh... Say one more fucking word to me. <laughs> That's where we keep their orphans. Well, we have no idea now. If those scorpions were there, they're now at the bottom of the Atlantic. Like, I thought it was going to be like important. That was full of customizable explosives. Oh, that'd be pretty And then funny. fucking blows up the, the siege. Or yeah, the, the, just on accident. Yeah. Unfortunately, no luck. Just It's just ignored. Um, we can now cut aboard the Soviet ship, and East Meg Judge was aboard the Sov block ship. Uh... I would love for you to tell me what's happening here, PK. Like, uh, a bunch of Russian stereotypes. 
That is I'm standing around. This big bald guy. This guy with with cat with with hunter's cap. Everything has the red star on it. Yep. And Judge Molotov, cool name. Yeah. Cool Russian name. Very cool. Is just like. He's just, like, hovering over this man, arm on his shoulder, giving him a pack of money? Possibly. The guy, i got to mention the two guys in the back. Big, bald, strong man has a star on his forehead. Yeah. And guy with a cap that ear flaps is wearing, like, sunglasses and has, like, a cigar a in his mouth. A big stogie. Yeah. It is, and, and, like, a cloak over it. Yeah. It is very much the stereotype. <laughs> um, I'll have you read for Judge Molotov. They're fucking extras in a goddamn... 1980s cartoon. It is very much that. Uh, go ahead, PK, if you want to read for Molotov. Uh, <laughs> come, Nikolai. You and I will... I have one voice for everyone here. It's fine. Come, Nikolai. You and I will dine with the commander tonight. We have much to celebrate. The death of a dangerous enemy. And to capture the plan of, that will bring Mega City 1 to its knees. But Dread was far from dead. And we see him now is... He's now underwater... And uh, he's the respirator apparently isn't doing much for him because yeah, he's thinking, he's like breathing it in. He's thinking to himself, that black water like nothing on earth." And now we see he's like crawled up onto like the part of the ship, uh, the Soviet ship. Yeah. The judge clawed his way painfully up the ship's side. Dude, the 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 amount of water that those engines take in and put out. You get sucked in and fucking shredded. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's absolutely. no fucking way you can go within like. You know, uh, 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 40 feet of one and no. not die. Yeah, absolutely. And Dread, uh, Dread is climbing up this, like, 100 foot, multiple 100 feet, uh, like, outside of the ship. Yeah, that's the side of the engine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking huge. And he's thinking to himself as he does so, dripping water. Oh, my God. It's like a fucking rock wall. The Sov blockers have, ad have added resisting arrest to their long list. It's time I started getting rough with them. Oh my god. He's still, still. He's still undiscouraged. He's like, I gotta. Now I gotta really fucking. Tell I him. really gotta. You're under double arrest. <laughs> I'm really mad. <laughs> you guys, you got me now. Dread is uh, climbing up over the railing of the ship and speaking to Control in his helmet. Dread. Dread, oh, Dread to Control. Have been a. Have been attacked by the Sovblock ship 40 miles out. Prepare holding pens for 1,200 prisoners. Uh, 1,200 prisoners? That's what I said. Now do it, Drakyu! Oh my god! So, he's gonna. He's literally. Is like that part in the Street Fighter movie where, like, they're at the underground fight club and, and Shadow Lou? I've never seen any of the Street Fighters. Come oh, on. dude, the Street Fighter live action movie is terrible. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't have to tell me that, I know. <laughs> He's got Raul Julia, and I can't believe... It's, anyway. Oh, I know this movie. Yeah, yeah Raul Julia's in it. I love it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, no, I know this movie. Bison Dollar. Is, is it? Is it Jean-Claude Van Damme as who's in Guile? this? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I remember this movie. Uh, Wes Studi is Sagat. Okay. Anyway, so... Anyway. They drive the tank through the wall to the underground fight club. Yeah. And goes like, you're all under their ass. <laughs> is that part in the Dark Knight where uh, they some, uh, Harvey didn't arrest every mobster at the at the restaurant? at the exact same time? Yeah, or, or uh, he's charging everyone with Rico, basically. Yeah, I, I it does remind me of that. It's a little optimistic, I might yeah. say. Well, Judge George's like prepare one thousand two hundred cells. <laughs> um, Dread moved swiftly, and now we see he's like laying prone with his lawgiver pistol against some kind of welder dude's head. 
Like the guy's like oh, squatting okay. down. Like well, it looks like oh, it's two I separate it panels. Oh, two different panels. Yeah, but it's just like this other guy's like squatting down under like a ledge, basically. So it makes it look like it's two different panels. But it's just there's like a welder there with some kind of futuristic welding device. He's got the goggles up above his eyes yeah. and a toolbox near him. And Dread is just covered in this sea foam and has the pistol against his head, saying, "It's straight up Metal Gear Solid." Before it's him. very much that. Don't make a movie, you're dead. Where do I find the headman on this tub? To which the guy responds, J Judge Moldov makes all the decisions. He is with the commander on the starboard bridge. Judge okay, so it has two sides. There's a starboard and a port ship. Each that, of the starboard and a port side. That's a little confusing, yeah. Um, that could be bad. So he must be on the bridge of the, st of the, of the starboard ship. I'm guessing. Yeah, this is all... I'm I mean, all... It's, it's a fucking city up there, right? Yeah. George Molotov, eh? Now I know where to find those plans. Pow! And he just fucking pistol whips his yeah, dude over the head. Metal Gear Solid style. Very much Metal Gear Solid style. But as Dredd crept towards the bridge, he's going up uh, a flight of stairs, but his knees are, like, weakening, and he's got, a, like, a hand over his head, like, oh. Yeah. He's, like, having a bad hangover. Doc, feel weak. Everything's blurred. What's happening to me? Well, you did just crash at sea, breathe in the Black Atlantic, and climb up the side of a city. What good is this respirator? Seriously. But now, as it turns out, Russian Strongman! Russian Strongman enters the fray. Yeah. And he's looking down at Judge Dredd, uh, climbing the stairs, and he says, Eh! The Yank Side Judge! Stop, or I, or I blast you! But now, Dredd draws his <laughs> lawgiver, and what's going on here, PK? Uh, there are a thousand Russian strong. <laughs> there are like ten. He's mm -hmm. like, it's obviously like he's, he can't tell right where he is. It's all blurred or yeah, whatever. That's what it's but there's, convey. there's like ten Russian brothers. <laughs> it's like, but what do I shoot? Seeing double, treble. Treble? Why not triple? I don't know why treble. I, I think it's a British thing. Okay. And uh, he gets kicked in the face. Oh yeah, um, he does. And Dre gets like socked right in the chin as the the strong man yells out. Too late to marry again! And now Dredd is like, cr has his face cracked down on the floor. He's like hunched over. There's a beautiful woman behind him now? There is! She's wearing a skin-tight outfit, boots and gloves. Gigantic gloves. Gigantic gloves um, with stars on them. And she's got like a tiara maybe of some kind. And she's saying, Georgie, stop that. That man is ill. Bring him to my medical bay at once. Uh, and the guy, the big strong man says, Dr. Rodina! Rodnina? Rodnina. Rodnina! Pa! What do you want to save him for? He is the enemy! At once, I said! In the medical bay. Uh, what's going on here, PK? They are waterboarding Judge Dredd. No, they're like, they have a, a, a funnel. Is the dude do, do the fucking beer bong? <laughs> Judge Dredd is doing some wicked ass keg stands. <laughs> Um, we have two men in the background with yeah, lab Jeff coats. Like, he, and they have like hoses, like little rubber tubes, going, plastic tubes, going down his uh, into his mouth and up his nose. Yep, and they're pouring some liquid into a funnel yeah. that goes into these pipes into his mouth, and he's just it's just coming out of his. Yeah, he's, like he's vomiting not swallowing it everywhere. any of it. Yeah, he's it's vomiting everywhere. In the meanwhile, in the close foreground, this uh, young lady we can see, very beautiful, Doctor Rodnina, says mm. on her little like cap, and she is. Uh, she's doing the thing with the syringe that we everyone make does. make sure that there's no air bubbles in it. Yep. The thing that's in every fucking medical movie. If you ever every see a syringe, movie, ever see a syringe in a movie, it's the same thing everyone does. She's saying, he swallowed a lot of polluted water. We must pump it, him out clean. And now she, oh. like, injects him in his arm, I believe. 
This will help him sweat out the poisons. Also, look how happy those guys are before you pouring stuff in Judge Dredd's Oh, mind. they're having a blast. So they're, like, forcing him to drink clean water and vomit up the polluted black water. Oh, uh, we don't... In the Black Atlantic. We don't know if it's water, per se, but it's something. Okay. Um, now we have Dredd is, like, laying uh, prone on a, like, a medical table. Big Georgie, the giant... Of course it's Georgie. The giant Russian mm. strongman is looking down over him, as is the young... Uh, young woman, Dr. Rodnina, and she's saying, he's recovering quickly. He's a very strong man. And dangerous. Doctor, strap him down. I'm going to tell Judge Molotov how you have been wasting your time. And Dredd is like, like, he's kind of sitting up, and we see now he's got, like, the straps across his ankles and stuff, so he's yeah. being strapped down to the gurney. The anti-masturbation yeah. cross. The anti-masturbation cross, our favorite accessory. Good for any home. He's... <sighs> He's right, you know. I know Judge Molotov. He will kill me. He knows Judge Molotov. Interesting. Interesting. And Judge the Rodnina, as she's tightening down one of the straps, she says, That is not my concern. I am a doctor. My business is saving lives. Dread, uh, PK, what's happening in this panel here? This Judge panel? is grabbing her ass. Judge Dredd. He is like sitting on the bed like that dirty old man. What is she doing? She is sitting on his lap. It looks like she's kind of like sitting like right beside him. I yeah. don't know. I don't. Did know. he pull her in? I think she's like meant to be like pushing him down, like his shoulder down. Okay. But this is the most suggestive panel. Yeah. They are getting frisky. It looks like Judge Dredd has a handful a hand of her booty. A handful of booty. He went for the cake, son. And, and Dredd is saying, "You can save mine. Help me, and there'll be a safe place." For you in Mega City One, it can be a good life there, with a friend like me. Oh! And to which she, Rodina responds, "Getting romantic, such a recovery, down tiger." <laughs> so, so he's, to his way he's out. straight up seducing his way out of this shit. But no, I see where his hand is. He's going for that. But romance was far from Dred's mind, obviously. Uh, he grabs As it some always kind of, is. He grabs some kind of tool off of her Okay, belt. that was like a syringe. Uh, it is a tool of some kind. We're going to see more about it here. Okay. But yeah, uh, he just he just he picks it off her belt. Uh, get close to her nice butt. Yeah, and she is now like leaning sexually down over him as yeah. she like pulls a strap tight, tightening his last arm down. You are an interesting man, Judge Dredd, but you are on the wrong side. Your charms will not work on me. To which Dredd got like has like a little he got like a smug little smile yeah, he on, doesn't, doesn't he? Oh, I He's can't like, blame a guy for trying. Like, you see, you see, right through me, Rodnina. I'm too weak to fight you. And now Rodnina's like walking out the door as Dredd is thinking to himself. He's got this little tool in his hand though. Yeah. Gotta build up my strength. Hope they give me time. I've got a chance now, thanks to the good doctor's rotary scalpel. Okay. And it's like a little buzzsaw on a scalpel. It's like, <laughs> that's what it is. It's so small. It's so it's small. It's like a third. It's like, no, it's like a fifth the side of his fingernail. It's like a tiny little screwdriver it's with a buzzsaw on the end. your thumbnail. Yeah, and it's just going through it like, like he's using it to saw open his restraints. Those thick leather things are thick. <laughs> those thick leather. It's going to take a while. It's going to yeah. take a while. It's pretty funny, though. Uh, in the commander's cabin, a conference took place, and now we see Rodnina's there with Judge Molotov, and in the background, at a massive, like, big feast yeah, is, table, there's, like, a big fat dude yeah, with, with a gigantic apron? I don't... It looks Bib? like maybe an eagle thing, like it's a okay. weird, like, Russian eagle, maybe? I don't know. But Rodnina's saying to Molotov, you can't just kill him in cold blood, Judge Molotov. It's murder. 
Uh, Judge Molotov is responding, It is a simple execution of an enemy. Too dangerous to live. I am the law aboard this ship, and I trust no one is going to argue with me. In the background, the big fat guy at the table says, The very idea, Judge Molotov. Carry on, carry on. Okay. So now Molotov gets a cool dread-looking panel yeah. from, like, below, where we can see his mouth just, like, gr uh, like shouting. Go for it. Good. Do not disturb yourself, Comrade Doctor. J Comrade Doctor, Gorgi and I will handle this operation. Uh, soon, at the medical bay, we see that the door is, like, slamming open by Judge Molotov's hand, and Dread is still on the table. Yeah. Already? Well, don't keep me in suspense. To which Molotov responds, You'll take, You take it very well, Dread. That is a good. Unpleasantness is so... Unpleasant. I don't... He doesn't know English very well. I mean, yeah. I also like in this panel that the, the shadow of Georgie and Molotov are, like, coming in from the doorway. Yeah. But we can't see them. Um, and now Molotov puts his lawgiver pistol to Judge Dredd's still-helmeted head. Dude, you have to take the helmet off. We saw Judge Dredd take a rifle bolt. Like... And like, oh, that was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, it was like an armor-piercing round yeah. through the head, and he lived. So take the helmet off, kill him. Um, Molotov, though, is like like smiling as he says, pointing the lawgiver between his eyes. This won't hurt a bit. I'm going to give you a little injection. First try this special cocktail I mix for you, Molotov. As Judge Dredd, like, lurches off and, like, throws all this liquid into Molotov's face, he lets out a, my, my eyes! Oh, wow. Right? And he gives Molotov a good crack with a fist, but Georgie's coming in from the background. Just a little neat alcohol. Afraid I couldn't find the vodka. Oh, my God, that's it. There, that's one of them. Well done. And the Molotov says, Ah! Georgie! Georgie! Gorgai! Georgie! I've, I've been saying Georgie. I don't know what his name you, is. You! Big man! Help me! I'm gonna write down the vodka line, because holy crap, I missed that. Gorgai? Uh, Georgie? Possibly Georgie. But uh, Judge Dredd leaps up to the ceiling, puts his hands uh, gymnast-style on a pipe, and double-kicks Georgie in the fucking face. Hell yeah. Pardon me for mentioning, creep. But that's a nasty case of foot and mouth you got there. I love Judge Dredd so much. He has to have a one-liner. That's all he does. Nasty case of foot and oh mouth. Oh my god. Yep, that's that's that was my line. Every time he knocks someone down. Georgie just goes crashing through a wall, and now Dredd is lifting the helmet off of Judge Molotov. Oh shit. And we can see he's kind of like a doughy middle-aged man with like a yeah. scar going over one eye. He got like he's got like like thick full lips. Yep. Uh he just looks like a normal guy. He, he looks like much a... scarier with the helmet. Very which much. Which is the point of Judge Helmets, exactly. I'm sure. Uh, and Dredd is saying to him, as he does so, You and this ship are under arrest, Molotov. Get onto the commander and tell him to turn around. Never! I know my duty. Duty is one thing. A bullet in the head is quite another. I'll do it, Molotov. As long as you have those plans, my city is in danger. Make your choice. You've got five seconds. Two hours later, we're back at that same hangar we saw beforehand, yeah. and there is a shitload of judges there. Yeah, and uh, holy shit, everything is so gigantic. Yeah, it like, is. the dock, which we thought was gigantic before, yeah. is dwarfed by this fucking pollution ship. Yeah, the pollution ship literally fits inside the cargo hangar, kind of. Like, yeah, like, barely, and the thing was like the thing was gigantic. It looks like it smacks the top of Santana against yeah. the roof of the door. It is very big, and one of the, one of the judges from the crowd is saying... Here comes the amazing, the amazing Dredd dressing the whole ship. You know Dredd, you know Dredd, Judge Blaine, he never does things by halves. 
And now Dredd, we see Dredd has got like his pistol at Molotov's uh, unmasked, unhelmeted head. Yeah. And he's saying to him, Welcome to Mega City 1, creep. The end. And that ends the Battle of the Black Atlantic Part 2. Sure does. So, let's go over this, shall we? I have to put on Judge Blaine. I missed that. Yeah. Um, Judge Dredd's biggest fan. Oh, he's a pretty big fan. I'll give it that. He, he's a great old guy. He's so cool. Um, so, this prog, settings and places. We have the anti-pollution ship, the soft ship. Nothing really changes there. Characters, we have Judge Molotov, a soft city's judge, who Judge Dredd claims to know personally. Maybe, they, was he one of the judges on the moon? No. No, it was Kolb and uh, Nikolai, I believe. Okay. Um, I can double check that, but... We have uh, the, that sounds right. We have the commander, the ship captain, but we don't really see him do anything. Yeah, he's like the... He's clearly like the the mayor of Mega City One. That he's a figurehead, and the judges do everything. Or maybe he's just like the the guy who captains the ship, but doesn't take he takes orders still from the lawman. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like much like in Mega City One. Yeah, in the East Meg states, the judges control everything. Yeah, the uh, police state. We also have Doctor Rodnina, so ship city doctor, uh, so ship doctor, only concerned with preserving life, regardless of who it belongs yeah, to. Yeah, she's a, she's a good, it's good that they have a sympathetic Russian character in this. I like that. In this caricature of of, of everything. I said we had to sexualize her so much. Um, well, we it's, have, it's a Bond trope. It's the, the it sexy girl. It is the girl. Bond trope, yes. The sexy right. girl is, 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 is uh, she wants to help. Uh, it's always it's always the, the the sexy woman who wants to help, and also he was straight up tied to a table and yeah. left, left alone. You know, that's very Bondish. Yeah. Uh, Georgie, a large strong man, and Judge Blaine, who we have no... I mean, he, he only survives this episode by being mentioned in the last, last panel. Um, That's right, Judge Blaine. <laughs> you won't be appearing again. <laughs> or Judge Wimpy. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, item is technology. No, we have a rotary scalpel, which is a tiny buzz saw on the end of a scalpel. Kind of cool. Those are the real things, I'm sure. It looks like a little hand saw, but I mean, a stick. Something like that has to exist. It I'm was so f- fucking tiny. It was very tiny. Terrible slang. Made up words. Judge dread one-liners. We have yank side judge. Okay, which means a judge from the states. Yep. Uh, unpleasantness is so unpleasant. Like it's a very funny dry Russian line. I like line. that Russian line. Uh, try this special cocktail I mixed for you, Molotov. And then that's a nasty case of foot and mouth you got there. As he kicks a guy in the face. Because it's a it's a fucking it's a fucking Bond movie. We just saw a Bond movie. It's literally a Bond movie. I couldn't find the vodka. Um, <laughs> he's the thing that bothers me about that is here's the alcohol. I couldn't find the vodka. Yeah. Despite that vodka is is an alcohol. It's. Here's a question I have. It's like, oh, I couldn't find the beer. Here's pure alcohol. <laughs> Great Man, it'll alcohol. fuck you up and kill you. <laughs> it's like, do we... I don't know what... Where are you getting this from? World building, though. I have a question for you. Dread is approaching... He's climbing up the ship, right? Yeah. When he radios back to command and says, prepare 12,000 isolation cubes. Or not 12,000, 1,200 isolation cubes. Right. How does Dread know how many people are on the ship? He took a quick. He was climbing the entire ship. He had a lot of time to think. He did some estimation in his head. Okay. He's like, okay, this ship has this crew. It probably has a crew of like, you know, I need to do this many floors, this many windows. Now let's take take away some uh, uh, percentage of that for the mess hall and. So he's doing all this math in his head, basically. He has a long climb. He has something else to do. So, that being said. Do you think that this Soviet anti-pollution ship is bigger than your standard aircraft carrier? Now, I used to know how many people were on the standard aircraft carrier. 
I do. And I think it's like 5,000. It is 5,000, as many as 5,000 personnel. Yeah. Which this ship is clearly like two, two. aircraft carriers. And it's not even half well, as populated. Yeah, it's a skeleton crew. All they do is uh, clean up pollution. A skeleton crew? Also, maybe, maybe Judge Red was way, way off in his math. Or, and yeah. there are 5,000 people. Maybe there's like 50,000. There's like, like, like 10,000 people. It's like, Dredd. You're arresting, like, an entire floating nation. Like, what's happening? <laughs> he said 1,000, like, 10,000 like people. we weren't fucking ready for this shit. <laughs> Dude, it's way bigger than an aircraft carrier. Like, I way thought, bigger. I think that Dredd is wrong. He did not do his math not right. Not even close. It's like, Dredd, oh, I, really, I really undershot it with the 80. <laughs> what if he just does the thing where it's like, all right, I can only take in 1,200 of you. <laughs> the rest, rest of you go home. Down with the ship. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we were only able to save 1,200 of them. Um, that's despite best efforts. Despite best efforts. Uh, the polluted water of the Black Atlantic is poisonous to consume and causes Dredd to have distorted vision and collapse. Even with his respirator. Even with his respirator, which you don't really know what it does or why, but, I mean, it's a thing, I guess. You know, I'd just be overpowered by how filled with the Black Atlantic is. Maybe that's it. Um, this is also the first time, I guarantee the first time, Dredd has had any type of romantic or sexual advance towards any person, even as a distraction, which is pretty jarring, I Well, think. yeah, well, well, like I said, we're doing the Bond movie thing, and, like, that's the Bond move is, you know... Flirt with the girl flirt to, with like, the girl until, uh, Yeah. Yeah, buy time, what have you. It is very Bond movie-esque. But and it's, it's just, you know, American versus Russians. I'm just, we've just and never seen... a UK comic book should be the British versus the Russians, but whatever. But, I mean, it's just weird to, like... We've had this character only exist as a parody of, like, he's lawful neutral. Yeah. And sex to him is, like, nothing. Like, we talked about, like, the law rod is his penis, which he <laughs> keeps in imprisonment because he's never seen it. It's a lawbreaker. <laughs> the law. I call it the lawbreaker. That's why I never let it out. But, like, that was a joke we made, right? Yeah. Because, like, Dredd has no sexuality for the most part. But here he is doing the flirting thing just to get the, like the he, scalpel. Like, he's aware of it. He, he can just, use he completely it. ignores it. It's interesting. He absolutely has to, to pinch a butt. Yeah. I, I'm really curious about this. I'm like, will this ever come up again? Will we ever see Judge Dredd have even a tenuous romantic relationship with someone? I don't know. Even if it's, like... It seems unlikely at best. I think I think of it like even if it's like the I hate to reference this, but Terminator Genesis style, where like Ar oh. Arnold is like we don't like we don't have a any kind of emotional drive. We don't have a we don't have a, a our relationship is purely emotional, like that kind of yeah, like not no physical relationship. Yeah. So I'm curious about this. Um, I really hope that we get to see him, like, care for somebody and maybe fall in love. That'd be interesting. Well, he doesn't fall in romantic love, but he clearly loves his niece. Enough to abandon her. Well... But not that little he's boy. He's not good at love, but he, <laughs> he experiences it. He's just not very good at it. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Are you ready to move on to Prong 130, or do you want to go over another one here? Do you have anything else you want to go over? No, I'm, I'm good. I just... I just... I kind of like the idea of these ships being out there. I mean, it's they're cool as hell. It's except they don't do anything. Yeah, that is very true. And uh, just uh, I I feel like so many of these comics, you got to move along so fast, but you could spend so much time aboard just that ship, like, right? We, yeah, we could talk a lot more about some of the stuff, but we it's but like <laughs> there's so much Judge Dread to get through. And there's so much Judge Dread. Um, so let's go into Prog 130, Dread and the Mob Blitzers. This, the mob blitzers. Yeah, this 
Prague was released September 15th, 1979. Script by John Howard. Wagner. Uh, artist Dave, Dave Gibbons, who I don't know if we've seen before or not, and letters by Tom Frame. He may, he may have done one or two. I heard the name Gibbons. I but, know that name. But it's been a while. We have Gibson, remember? Oh, we have you're Gibson. right. Gibson. So, I don't know if we've had Gibbons or not. But let's turn the page here, PK, and start us off. PK... Um, I need you to describe what's happening in this I, first panel. I, first, I, at first, I was completely like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then something happened. The more you, the more you stare at it, the, the more, more questions you have, right? <laughs> Judge Dredd is walking on this elevated platform, this catwalk. Uh, uh, down from a ship, I will oh, say okay, this. It's, okay, so yeah, there's a ship. He's going down our, our, one of those ramps. Yep. Talking and with him, accompanying him, is a little head in a, in a, in a, little, in a little bubble. Yep. With the like engine con- contract, it's a fucking head in a jar from Futurama. It is literally like a head in a jar from Futurama, <coughs> but it's a half domed circle, yeah. and below it, it's like a like a tray or a robotic tray of like various boxes and jars and like, electricity. I'm sure powering and keeping this head alive. But you know it's alive because it's fucking talking. Also, it's talking to and Judge Dredd. Dredd is how Dredd is saying. Oh, we're gonna get to that maybe. Narration here. At Mega City Spaceport, Judge Dredd was bringing in an important witness from Luna 1. Eh? Reference to Luna 1. Okay. Uh, I need you to give me the, the, like, the nice, the coolest, like, Brooklyn or, like, Jersey accent for this guy. Hey. He's from the mob. Oh, okay. So he's like, he's like the mobster accent. Go for it. You doity rats! You ate my brother, see? Now you're gonna pay, see? Be ready for trouble. The mob will do anything to silence Joe La- Lips Lazarus. And we have like a whole like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Joe Lips Lazarus. Oh my god. What is this? The fucking Simpsons thing. The squealer could have been two people. Nikki the Rat? <laughs> no, is or it... Is Joey Tightlips. Is it Joey Tightlips or... or uh, yeah, Johnny the Rat. I love that bit. That's so good. How you doing? How's your mother? Whoa, hey. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? But no, there's like a, a like a processional lines of like judges armed to the teeth mm. as they're escorting this this severed head down the ramp, and the severed head was quoting something, and we now have like a oh, zoom in of the guy. Okay, he's like smiling. Yeah, he's got like a scar over his lips and mouth, and he's like smiling, looking at the camera, like hey, hey, hey. Go for his line if you want to, PK. Ha <laughs> That was Colin Khan. And the go back over that real quick. Oh, that was Conrad. Conrad Khan. Hey, who's that? That's the guy who uh, was gonna play Judge uh, the t- Cal. Well done. Ding, in ding, that, ding, in ding, that ding. fucking li- in that movie, he was gonna that make self-made With biopic. The 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 smaller person is Judge Dredd. Yes, the dwarf ch- dwarf character the cast char- Judge Dredd. And uh, and the world's most handsome actor is Judge Cal. Well done. Well done. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. That is, he's referencing a previous character, Conrad Khan. So, haha, keep going. Ha <laughs> ha, that was Conrad Khan and the beast at eight miles. Great impression, huh? I got a million of them. A million! You haven't shut up since we left the moon, Lips. A pity your mouth didn't get damaged in the accident. And, uh, now we have a couple of what look like kind of dune buggy oh, slash... Oh, dude, 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 they're doing the fucking thing. You've seen all the bank robbery movies, the mob movies, where they're, like, leading off the car. Yep. Even GTA it's, Online. It's exactly that. It's, it's the coolest It's thing a bunch of mob guys, like, driving up, leaning outside of cars, firing, t- like, laser pistols at these judges. And we can see, like, Judge Dredd has the little head going down the ramp. Yeah. And Dredd lets out, MOB BLITZERS GUNNING FOR LIPS! I never thought I'd have to say that sentence in my Ma life. Mob blitzers gunning for lips. Judge Riot Guns roared, and we have the judges unleashing a fucking volley 
onto these guys. Destroying it everything. Just fucking just blows up all these goddamn vehicles. And guys go flying, there's guns in the air, explosions. Ah! Um, one man crawled from the wreckage, though. And we see Dread, along with Lips, is there. Dread is pointing the long, uh, his Lawgiver pistol at the last guy who survived the crash. You're under arrest. You'll go in the witness cube here with Lips. To which that guy responds, again, a mobster. No chance, Judge! All my blitzes got an automatic self-destruct machines! Implanted! Suicide boxes! He's caught fire! As, uh... What happens here, PK? The man... Wow, that's a pretty graphic panel. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. The man cool. explodes, and you can see, like, his, his exposed ribs and stuff. As, like, the bomb goes off in his chest. It reminds me very much of when Dr. Manhattan is That's created. That's exactly what I thought of was yeah. Dr. Manhattan. The outline of the skeleton is shown. Yeah. Um, it is very much that. And, like, this guy just ignites and blows up. And Dread says, The device must be set must be set to go off on capture. The mob aren't risking anyone else testifying against them. There's <laughs> some judge behind him. He's caught fire. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, He's hey. He's caught look, fire. He's caught fire. Dread, look out! Scott, look out! Scott, it's that, it's the guy. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> Man, just look out! <laughs> takes one in the face. Joe Lips Lazarus, though, has another line here as he's looking on the burning body of a co-worker. He says, You had it coming, big boy. I gave you my heart, and you sold it to the organ vendor. <laughs> and is it another quote? or yeah, We're going to find out. The judges are leading Lazarus away, and Judge Dredd is there. Uh, and he has, the fucking Lips has another line. <laughs> that was Dino Valdi in the sequel to The Beast That Ate Mars. <laughs> the Beast That Ate Mars That Ate Mars. Nope. Wait, The Beast That Ate Mars Ate The Beast That Ate Mars. The Beast That Ate The Beast That Ate Mars. Oh my god. <laughs> that the is beast the sequel. The Beast That Ate Mars got a sequel about the beast that eat that beast. Yep. Uh, and you can keep going for him. He is one last <laughs> little bit there. Just like him, eh? What are you, Lips? A gangster or a comedy routine? Get him in the ambulance! Because I think you can do good instead of you're a pretty good guy. I mean, like, honestly. <laughs> you're making me laugh, and I've never laughed. So, PK, get ready to read, because you got to go through this narration and describe what's going on here. All right. They had that drink. Yep. Lips Lazarus had caused a sensation by agreeing to testify against his gangland bosses. Then, one week earlier, mob blitzers had struck at Lips' secret hiding place on the moon. Uh, and then we have a newspaper clipping. Go for it. Start from the beginning of this uh, this <clears throat> newspaper here. Okay. Uh, Lips Lazarus, back from the dead. Former gangster Joe Lips Lazarus badly crushed today during during a daring mob raid on his home on his Luna One hideout. Has underground has undergone an emergency operation for the amputation of his body. <laughs> we we could not save it, said Surgery Robot SR731. Uh, when he is taken back... Nope. Oh, wait. Keeps going down oh, straight. Oh, okay, goes down and then... Okay, I see. Yep. Uh, but the brain is undamaged, and we expect Mr. Lazarus to make a speedy recovery. His head to make a speedy recovery. Oh, his, Mr. Lazarus' head to make a speedy recovery. Uh, when he is taken back to Mega City... Nope, War we got... If he goes down still and oh, goes over to the shit. right. Okay. Danger. Judges say the real danger to Mr. Lazarus' life will come when he is taken back to Mega City 1 and fitted with a Series 4 robotic body. Gangland Kingdom... Kingpin. El oh, Kingpin. Elmo Hammer has sworn that Lazarus will never reach the witness cube alive. 
So they this paper interviewed a mob boss who straight up was just like, we'll kill him before that. Can't they arrest that guy for, for threatening? Wouldn't that be a thing, right? I guess. Uh, freedom of speech. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so Lips Lazarus is turning on his bosses and they're trying yeah. to kill him. And they already tried to kill him, failed, and now his head is. They mostly succeeded. They got I would most say of them. Like ninety percent succeeded. Yeah. Um However, now we like give a, a big zoomed out panel of Judge Dredd riding by on a, fr a flyover, like elevated highway through the weird shaped buildings of Mega City One. Now, Lips was on his way to be fitted with a robotic body at a Mega City hospital. And we have uh, a couple of judges. These are not Judge Dredd, in fact. They're in the back of the ambulance. And one Dredd judge is saying to the other, when Lips has his new body, we'll take him straight to the Justice Building to testify. Elmo Hammer's mobsters will strike again before, well, uh, again before then. And, uh, someone else, oh no, actually this is Judge Dredd, my apologies, yeah. Dredd is in the back with him. So, when Lips has his new body, we'll take him straight to the Justice Building to testify. Elmo Hammer's mobsters will strike again before then. But then we hear from off panel, go for it, PK. <laughs> the hammer's already here, you stoops! One funny move, and you all eat bullets! Dread whips around with his lawgiver, Elmo Hammer! And it's just Joe Lazarus's head, it's and he just, says... Yeah, Joe Lips. Ha-ha! Fool me there! I told you my impersonations were good. Boy, you should have seen your faces. Try doing Elmo Hammer now, Lips, as Dread fucking puts a piece of duct tape over his mouth. <laughs> Tapes his mouth shut. Tapes his mouth shut. Kind of like a serious violation of personal space, considering he's only a head. That's kind of... That's kind of disgusting. He's really annoying, though. He, he so. is. That's fair. It's, I guess. I guess it all. It all comes out in the wash. Meanwhile, across the city, mob blitzers were already at work, and we see a van that says "Surgical Droids uh, LT Limited." Yeah, limited. I think. And there are a bunch of old-timey gangsters. Yeah, pinstripe with, suits. Uh, they have like canisters on their back. And, yeah. Like gas, I think they're using. Uh, they have like uh, like respirators on or rebreathers and one of them says we've got the we've got the surgical droid van in the alley mr hammer the crew didn't set a chance against the gas oh there we go and now we have like a little like vid screen pop out of a very mm -hmm. mobster looking gentleman yeah. thin pencil thin mustache uh heavy brow oil back hair saying yeah don't this is this is the real hammer this is the real hammer yeah. don't mess it up this time you stoops and if that headcase lips testifies, you all go down with the hammer. So it is very much written like that. Yeah. Okay. So the gangster, the gangsters crowded into the back of the van. And PK, what's going on here? Look what we got here. And in the back of the van, the the, the back panel opens up, and there's a headless robot sitting there. A headless oh, robot. Looks, looks humanoid very body. human. Yeah. Uh, it has a 5D or a 50 on its chest. We can't tell. And it is talking, SB? and it is gesturing to them. I am a Series 4 replacement body unit. I carry out all life support functions and am self-servicing. I have been assigned to Mr. Joseph Lazarus. And the mobsters fucking huck the body out the back of the goddamn van. <laughs> oh, God. As they all pile in, and uh, they, they yell as they're throwing him out. Lips ain't gonna need a body where he's going. Take a powder. Be That's careful. Good yeah, good. Uh, take, uh, take note of that line. We're gonna use it Take a powder, which means, like, Go take a break. Go to the restroom. Part of your nose. Interesting guess. Do cocaine. Uh, well, we're gonna find out. Okay. Uh, be careful, my surgical seal. This is fucking body him. <laughs> um, and they are driving off in the surgical van, saying, "Uh, uh, let's get out. Let's 
let's get to the hospital. We can't keep lips waiting. And the body is like walking along on its own oh in the God. back. And talking to right, right, there's like a mother and child. Excuse me, I'm trying to find my head. And she runs away. It's a headless body walking down the street. What are you gonna do, right? Um, in the hospital, though, Dread w- w- uh, waited impatiently as the minutes ticked by, and we see Dread is like looking down over an operating theater. Yeah, there's, there's a that. couple of surgical droids, mm-hmm. and Lazarus's head is out there on his little cart thing, Just sitting there on a plate. What's the holdup down there? And the robot responds, "We cannot begin the operation until the body arrives, sir." Dread also is flanked by a couple of uh, other judges. We can't see who though. Uh, and now this is Dread calling into someone else. Gate, Dread here. Let me know as soon as the van from Surgical Droids arrives. And it's coming out of like an old tiny telephone. Yeah. To a gentleman who's got a, a security helmet on with a visor. And he's saying back. But it has arrived, sir. Ten minutes ago. And now we look out. So we see approaching the gate, <laughs> walking on its own, knees kind of wobbly together. Is the headless body coming down the street towards the security guards, towards yeah. the check gate. One of the guards yelling out, Holy heck! Will you get a load of that? As the body goes walking up and people in the crowd are like, Whoa! <laughs> and it's, uh, the guy says to Judge Dredd uh, over the radio, It's the body, Judge Dredd! It's just come walking up the hospital drive! In the theater, things began to happen fast. And we see, like, a, a little grating, our gate. Uh, a little ventilation grate. Ventilation grate with... Yeah. Gas coming in, and one of the judges says, "Gas law." It Just—it's—we already mentioned Diablo. It's happening again. It's, <laughs> it's come full circle. They have—they have respirators. Just throw the respirator. They on. never ever use them. Uh, um, Dread says, have to be on all the time for these stupid, stupid judges to get any benefit from them." Here's an interesting thing, though. Dread says, as he's lifting a small little device up to his mouth, "The mob—they're feeding it into the into the air vents. Insert nose filters." You have the respirator. It was just introduced last week. We also have a respirator that when he fought against Rico gave him 10 minutes of breathable air. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> was specifically We a can't thing. use a respirator? We used that last week. Like, seriously, though. Um, so one of the judges is on the back, on his back. It looks like his name was Hutch. Something like that. Much oh, Cage? Uh, hard to tell. Yeah. Um, outside the theater, the gas did its deadly work, and we see that... There are judges that are collapsing. And meanwhile, we have, like, men in plaid and striped suits. Uh, they've got gas. Like, it's these... It's almost like a vacuum cleaner that's just, just blowing like gas. Well. And uh, they have pistols as well. Yeah. They're falling like nine pins. Let's go! And they rush into a room and fire at a bunch of judges. Uh, go for it, PK. <laughs> uh, uh, we come for you, Ellipse! Ah! As Dread fucking unloads his lawgiver into them and you got me lawbreaker that's, the line. that's a good line that's, and you that's got me that's, that's we've come for your lips that's uh that's one of the lines absolutely and dread is like by the way crashing through the, the glass of the operating theater yeah. landing down with a judge following him yep and lips is right there he's like exposed to these guys i don't yeah. know why they're not shooting him um dread hit yeah. a control panel and we see like a door slide shut and a bunch of gas goes... Oh, I think there's like a ricochet bullets or no, it's... Sorry. It's like a bunch of foam spray going on these guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like the thing is shooting foam and then 
hits the ground and expands. The the sterilizer jets will hold them for a while. Let's get lips into the recovery room. So sterilizer jets. It's like sanitization jets, basically. So like there's okay, like a. But why is it like foam that holds them? It may not be foam that holds them. It may okay, just be like, like it might just be like spray, basically. Like like sterilization foam or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um. Dread is like looking in there with Lips, and Lips still has the fucking tape over his mouth. Yep. Um, and Dread is saying, "They've blasted out the jets. One of those bombs in here. And one of those bombs in here, and we're finished. There's no way out of this one." Oh, sorry, it's someone else saying this to Dread. It's a different, different judge. Go oh, for yeah. it. Oh uh, yeah. There's no way out of this one, Dread. Uh, Dread, however. That's, okay, that's one panel. Yeah. With like Cage on the left and Dread on the right. Yes. Okay, I thought it was. That's like a window. Judge Cage. I think I missed I, that. Yeah, I thought this was like no nope. panel. I have Cage and Hutch here. Um, but Dread is like talking into his uh, his like wrist, and there seems like a little voice thing on it, though we've never used it really before. Right. There is a way. The suicide boxes. Uh, I'm not going to use mine, Dread. Gate. Dread here. Link my radio directly into the hospital communication system. Okay. And now Dread is pulling the tape off of Lips Lazarus, and he's saying... Okay, Lips, here's your chance to hit the big time. As he holds his wrist up to Lips' lips. And now we have a voice coming out over a speaker, and the mobsters are all looking up at it. Yeah. As it says. Over the over the PA system. This is the hammer! The judge and me has done a deal! So you put them pop guns down and give yourselves up! And the, the, uh, the guys are all like, what the fuck? And they're like dropping their yeah. weapons, they've got their hands in the air. <sighs> As this little, like, ball on the wall, the little radio speaker says, I said surrender! That's an order, you stoops! I don't understand it. It ain't like the hammer to give in. PK, if you want to read this narration for me, please. The moment of doubt was enough for the emotion-sensitive self-destruct devices each man wore. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) So, put a pin in that, but these guys fucking blow up and ignite on fire. Shit. Like, horrifically, again. Emotion-sensitive. So Suicide machines. So, oh, I guess uh, I, sen- I feel the emotion of, of surrender. Oh, God! <laughs> Can you imagine, like, I'd uh, like, uh, like some, uh, I'll give, me, give me, like, a, like a quesadilla. A rod of quesadilla, sir. Oh, oh damn. damn. <laughs> Explode! That's like, exactly what I thought of! The moment, the moment that you <sighs> give up on something, you die. You die. Like, what better motivator is there than that, right? Like, you have to accomplish have it no to matter what. You have to feel fucking accomplished every little thing you do, or you will explode. Yeah. And also, I want to mention, you did bring this up, uh, that uh, Lazarus has his own, like, Lazarus having his own, like, exploding device. Yeah. But they mentioned specifically that it was installed because of Lazarus into all the other guys. Oh, So it was, like, right. in response to him testifying. Okay. So... Uh, these guys, Jesus. mobsters, all just fucking ignite. And uh, I think it's Dread saying this. It worked! The suicide boxes are igniting! As it shows people exploding. And there's just like burnt, burnt fucking corpses. corpses. in the hallway. Yeah, and in Dread. In the operating theater that should, that should be sterile. I mean, I guess not anymore. <laughs> but Dread has got Lazarus there. It looks like you'll live to testify after all, Lips. And now the body is walking into the room. Oh my god. Headless body saying... Excuse me, I'm looking for Mr. Lazarus. To which Joe Lazarus smiles and says, "You hit the you hit the head on the nail, fella. The head on the nail." And everyone grabs their belly and laughs. <laughs>, 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 <laughs> we added that last part. Uh, next problem. 
That's a lot. Next prog, don't miss Sob Story. You'll cry <laughs> yourself to death. Oh, what? <laughs> you had me! <laughs> They were the first half, not gonna lie. You were with me, and then, like, cry yourself to death. That's, yeah, what? that's a big jump. Um, so settings and places, this prog, in retrospect. We don't get a specific hospital. We don't get a specific, like, dry dock or wherever this, like, spaceship landing was. No. No settings and places. Or, or was it called Stratoship? Like, the one sky jockey flew way back in the Curse of the Earth? Oh my god, Red? Red, yeah. They called him a strato jumper or something like that? Jumper, something like that. Something like that. Or it could have been a spaceship, because he was on the moon. You're right, I forgot. Uh, characters, though. We have Joe Lips Lazarus, a former member of the mob turned informant. Lips survived a failed assassination attempt, or at least his head did. Yeah. That's pretty interesting technology, which it's, we'll get to. It's fucking, yeah. We also have Elmo Hammer, a mob boss with a 1920s gangster accent. What a surprise. Big surprise. That's an Italian mobster stereotype. Are you serious? No, no. In a cartoon? Gonna... What? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to touch on that. Uh, we also have Judge Cage and J Judge Hutch. Neither of these judges are mentioned by name, but we see them aiding Judge Dredd and protecting Lips. Cool names. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's Cage that survives and Hutch who like get, gets killed. We're okay. going to go back to that. Items and technology of note. We have mention of Judge Riot guns. Which uh, looks like the high-powered rifles. I mean, they call them law rods before, though. Like, yeah. They don't, they don't specify how these are any different from law rods or lawgivers, but who knows. We've seen riot foam. We have not, seen riot that foam. That was the brain blooms, but nothing else. That's That sprays and hardens so yep. people can't move. Yep. Um, technology, we also see surgery. Ro we hear of so surgery robot SR731, and we see robot surgery doctors. And we've seen robots before recently, too, that are doctors in Prague 117 City Block Part 1 when he's chasing that guy through the Through the hospital, yep. yeah. Also, we have an interesting thing here. Witness cubes. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the first time this is being mentioned. We can only assume that these are similar to uh, isolation cubes, but meant to hold witnesses who have yet to testify in court for their protection. Andy, Andy, there's one vital piece of technology that I know you're saving for last. What's that? The most important fucking... What, what could that be? The emotion... Oh, the nose filters, yes. How are these <laughs> different from the respirators that are normally used? Why use nose filters when you can just use respirators? <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I want to hear about! Uh... So there's also, I mean, there's the suicide boxes. Yeah, that's the a thing. The emotion-sensitive suicide boxes. Literally suicide bombs that are implanted into mobsters by their bosses to deter them from testifying. Oh. Emotion-sensitive. This brings up all kinds of problems. What the hell? Like, there's got to be a disarm switch, right? Like, yeah. There's got to be like a, I'll turn this off when I'm not on the clock kind of thing. Like, <laughs> holy shit. You're on, you're on call, bud. Turn on your switch. Like, dude. Just... I'll have a case to you. Uh, we're all out. Uh, <laughs> just fucking dead immediately. <laughs> you sad yourself to anything. I... Oh man, gas is two ninety nine today. I guess I'm ah! gonna fill up. <laughs> dead. <laughs> I. Yeah. Emotion sensitive suicide. <laughs> the stupidest. <laughs> <laughs> Emotion sensitive. Aww. Oh no! Like. Like, how many things could go wrong? There's so much that can go wrong. You want sex tonight, honey? Nah. Oh, I have a headache tonight, dear. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh! <laughs> Kill everyone in the house. I like the idea that like, they realize what's about to happen in a second. <laughs> the no! It's the Wiley Coyote. you got to yeah. realize before he's about to fall, right? Shit! <laughs> Terrible slang, made up words, Judge Dread one-liners. Honey, if we don't have sex right now, I will die. <laughs> that's a that's some pressure right there. That's yeah. some peer pressure. Um, 
That is some, yeah, that's, no, it's, that's not good stuff. Because I thought about it, and now it's all I want, and if I'm disappointed, I die. die. Um, terrible slang. What are you, a gangster or a comedy routine? <laughs> so that was, that was cool. His, his impressions were like a Chekhov's gun. Yep, yep. Hmm. We have mob blitzers as a thing. Which are just mob enforcers with suicide? I forgot one thing. Uh, Technology-wise, body amputations. Oh thing. yeah, that's a really important thing. We can amputate bodies. We can move ahead from the body. Yeah, and remember, we had—if you remember way back in the robot wars—we know that there are robot bodies that exist that you can put human brains into. Because that yeah. was what Call Me Kenneth was going to do to Judge Dredd. That's right. So that's a thing. Um, we also have uh, another line I like: "Elmo Ham is already here, you stoops." Stoop being. Short for stupid? Indeed it is. Okay. Short for stupid. Well done. And then there's take a powder. Now, I came up with some interesting results from this. Your first guess is what I agree to be the most common result. Take a break. Go powder your nose. Powder your nose. So, the phrase take a powder, meaning to scram a vanish, is probably from the 20s. It was a common phrase as a doctor's instruction. So perhaps the notion of taking a laxative medicine or a sleeping powder with the result that one has to leave in, in a hurry, or another guess from a magician's magical powder, which made things disappear. Um, for example, blue powder in the, in the 1650s was used to smelt in laundering, uh, was used as smelt in laundering as a color name from 1894. But in American usage, the powder room is a euphemism for the ladies' lavatory, and the phrase to powder one's nose indicates the immediate exit of a lady towards this room. Thus, it is to leave rather quickly, without discretion, and without further comment. Right. It appeared in movie and gangster novel lingo in the 1920s, meaning to depart hastily in the interest of discretion, usually to avoid trouble. So it is directly from that time period. Wow. Good for them. That's a cool phrase. It's, yeah. it's, it's good for them, like, using time-sensitive stuff, but it's the... It's, we have 1920s gangsters. We're going to get to we that. We have 1920s gangsters. Well, I mean, people are weird in the future. They cut sometimes they obsess over a certain. I mean, that doesn't not happen now. People obsess over certain time periods. Put a put like. A I'm, I'm I love the '80s or steampunk or steampunk. <laughs> I make it my. That's my entire personality. Yeah, it's how much I like love that. '80s neon pink. I get that. I, I do get that. Also, I got the line. Uh, like the line. And you've got me, lawbreaker. That's a good line. Good <laughs> line. We, we came. For, we came for lo, lo, Joe Lips. And, and you've got, got me. me. Um, also, I like the line, the last line, of course, the big old wah wah is the, you hit the nail on the head, fella. Yeah. The head on the nail. The head on the a, nail. Because he's a head. Because he's a severed head, yeah. World building, though. Lazarus mentions a movie called The Beast That Ate Mars and a specific actor, Conrad Kahn. The world's most handsome actor. Last seen in Prague 101, The Day law, the Law Died, Part 13, The Law and the Loony. Who, threatened, who was threatened by Tyrant Cal to come out of retirement to play himself in a self-written biopic. So, holy crap, good continuity. Well yeah. done. We're literally bringing cool up... Cool name drop. Yeah, like we would no one to get that. No one to get that unless we'd already read it, which is yeah. awesome. Um, Lazarus also brings up the sequel to The Beast That Ate Mars, The Beast That Ate The Beast That Ate Mars, That's starring a... Dino Valdi. That's a funny line. So here's a question for you. Does that name sound familiar? Not at all. I looked it up. And there is a actor named Dino Valdi, born on June 1st of 1922 in Naples, Campania, or Campania, Italy, as Oswaldo Natale. He is an actor known for his Tarant Tarantella Nap Napolitana. Uh, it's 
It's uh, a movie in 1953. Some Italian movie? Uh, yep. Belez in Bicalita. I can't, I'm, I'm slaughtering this, but 1951. And The Yes Man in 1991. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah. It is, he is a Italian actor who was working when this was written and had been a lo- around for a long time. So it was time. a fun little reference. It's a reference, but it's like... To a living actor. <laughs> here's the question, though. It's a living actor. It's just a it's just a little Easter egg, a little reference. Maybe like. But uh, he's in the sequel. He's <laughs> in the sequel. To the beast that ate the beast that ate the beast that ate Mars. Yeah. And Conrad Khan is like in his forties or something. It's 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 How a joke. It's a joke. Unless he's still alive and like a hundred plus years old. Maybe, maybe. he got his body amputated. Maybe he's a living head in the jar. Maybe, maybe we don't know. We don't. Or know. it's a joke in a comic book. Maybe we're reading too much into it. Or they didn't know that person was. A, they didn't know that name was a person. They just put it as a funny. Yeah, name. just a. It's, it's so specific though. The fact yeah. that that actually existed at the time. I gotta think it's really referencing him. Okay. Um. Also, I have to ask, how many times in the next. Hundred progs. Oh God! Do you think we're gonna get more 1920 mobsters as villains? I'm guessing zero times. Really? How no, many have we had so I far? Thought that would be uh, at least two, maybe name three. a few. Name a few. Okay, the Cosmopunks were not very 1920s. Not at all. Not even a bit. But the the ape mafia. The ape gang. They Absolutely. were fast eek Joe Bananas. And uh, Don Uggie Aplino. Don Uggie Aplino. And Mama Aplino. Aplino sounds vaguely Italian. I mean, there's that. Where else have we had 1920s gangsters? Where else were... I I know what's happened. I just can't specifically remember. We, I, I would argue the Troggies kind of fit that. Yeah, that. I think the Troggies, but that was like, he was like a weird 1970s soul brother. That's very true. But definitely... Ow! You Okay. That was, that oh, okay. Was, I thought, that's I thought, what he sounds like. I thought a cat was getting at you. No. Um, Ow! Also, <laughs> I got to bring up the judges from Las Vegas. Remember that whole oh, like Joe Fingers? Yeah, and, Judge yeah. Fingers and they were, uh, the God Judge. The God Judge. They were. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they had they straight were, up had Tommy guns and shit. They were like yeah, racing. and plus you know there's always the 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 the, the trope that uh, the mob runs Vegas. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just like it's a pretty common trope. I, I think really, they even call it mafia. They, I think they did call in the mafia moving in, yeah. So I, I'm really curious how much more often are we gonna get this trope? Because it was the '70s, it was everywhere. I know. They wanted like, the, the Italian American gangster. Yeah, I know, I know. Also, death count this issue. We have Judge Hutch, not even mentioned or named, but dies to poisonous gas attack from the mob blitzers of Elmo Hammer. Long may he reign, along with fucking Judge Diablo, Diablo and- right by his side. Also, we have to mention that several mob blitzers are killed in the assault on the spaceport, and right. several more when their suicide boxes detonate. The, however, the exact body count is not given. We can assume it's at like a half dozen or to a yeah, dozen kind of guys. Yeah, because Judge took them all out in one knee attack. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up for this prog, PK? No, it's a fun little, it's a fun little ball episode. Judge Dredd has to get a guy into witness protection. I, It's yeah. funny. Yeah. You know. Um... I, we did a Bond episode, and then we did this this one. I like the fact that we're getting some some Sove City stuff in. I really yeah like. yeah. Um, also, it does pave the ground for Sove. Well, yeah, the previous it does pave the, the, they the whole building, right? cities, which I know have become super important because of the Apocalypse War. I don't know about Apocalypse War. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it was. Black Mania? No, those are different. Anyway, anyway. Uh, before we get into our teaser for next time, I have to mention something, which is that you can now listen to the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast on, our, on most podcasting apps. 
Check us out on your preferred listening platform. We are currently on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And if anyone is listening to this and you find it entertaining, feel free to leave a comment and subscribe. Like, you know, fucking, like, let Grandma know on her deathbed that, yeah, yeah this is a great thing. You should check this out if you have, like, a couple minutes, you know? You got, did you know that uh, Judge Dredd and the Curse of the Earth? Great storyline, Grandma. Yeah, they, they really get into it. They get really into the details, really into the weeds. Um, any press for us is good press. Tell anyone. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can comment on any of these platforms, or you can email at us at email us at the at dreadful email address at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L email address at gmail.com. And we promise to read and respond to everything you on every platform because our audience is currently 54 people on YouTube. We broke 50? We, we broke 50. We're like, we got like two or three in the last five posted some episodes. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm Wow. Just, like, I didn't expect this. I mean, 50 people is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm I never it. thought we'd break 10. I never um, thought we'd break... Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I know. I didn't how. think we'd get to like, I th- okay, so I thought, you know, I think in the stereotype, I'm like, oh, 14 subscribers. I think that's pretty cool. That's all right. That's what I thought we'd be, and we're fucking five times that. That's pretty crazy. I, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I, my family, my roommate, okay. particularly my brother, Don, yeah. has accused me of just like, Dredge Dredge slowly taking over my life. Because <laughs> we'll be out in public, and I'm like, and you're like, oh yeah, and, and, and you know, in this movie, uh, uh, Damnation Alley. I'm like, did you know that Judge Dredd uh, did a did a storyline based off of Damnation Alley? He's like, shut up, shut up about Judge Dredd. We are slowly becoming obsessed and kind of not experts, but way too familiar with Judge Dredd. We're Dreadheads, dude. We really are. We're Dreadites. <laughs> Dreadites. So, I fucking uh, I, I, I talk about Judge Dredd all the time. It. In my part, it's slowly taking over everything. I love it. It's fun times. I never thought I'd be like of all the things to know a lot about. I didn't think it would be a fucking British comic book from the 1970s. Yeah, I came home like, dude, you know, Andy got me 2000 AD subscription. And he's like, get <laughs> get out of here. I don't think I've ever met Don, have I? I don't think so. I don't think I have. You ready to hear about next time? Yeah, next issue. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. Oh, God. Next time on the dreadful cyberpunk cast, who wants another game show episode? Wait, you bet your life? But who could be murdering the game show winners? And can Judge prevent a 22nd century daredevil from attempting to dive through a solid plate of steel? <laughs> Find out next time on More the bottle dreadful cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the distant present. <laughs>